Hello and welcome to the Zionics Podcast, Episode 4. I'm your host, Ben Caruso, and today I am joined by Nixon Hamilton. And uh, Nixon is a transformational coach. Um, he specifies, well, his background is in the hospitality industry, so he does a lot of work um, with the hospitality industry and in helping them um, cope with um, feelings and, and, and all their mindset going into, into the job. So, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Good to see you. You too, mate. Now, explain to me exactly what transformational coaching is. Uh, so, transformational coaching is understanding a premise of the map is not the territory. So, what I mean by that is we have understandings of, our, of reality in the world. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to justify what those things are. So there's only, there's millions of bits of information that we, that come into our consciousness uh, at, per second. And we can actually only process those, those things. Uh, and I think it's probably about 136 bits per second. So what we are, what our brain does and our mind does is it distorts, generalizes, reframes to sort of make sense with our understanding of the world. Okay. So that means we have biases and mm -hmm. we have um, spots in our in our consciousness where we can't exactly, we've got blind spots. So we can't ask ourselves high quality questions to get ourselves out of it. So coaches, I, um, well, me as a coach, my role is to ask these high quality questions, enter a session through with curiosity and, and challenge those limiting beliefs and empower the beliefs that, that are, going to transform that person okay. into a future version of themselves that they want. All right. So you talk about biases. Yeah. Right. So is that on the basis that you only understand what you understand at that, at that moment? You are always doing the best you can with what you got. Yep. So this is educational for them to sort of get, sit back and actually process what what's happening and in, in that sort of frame is that correct that's correct yeah okay no worries well you spoke about the um so you're taking certain bits per second yep so do you believe that like it's possible that someone might have too much going on at one particular time therefore the blind spots and the things you talk about can be like expanded could they be bigger 100 like you can expand them um well i think what you're touching on is the state of overwhelm yeah and and that's where um we're taking on these things and limiting beliefs happen understanding that there's three universal fears there's three there's the fear of not being loved not being enough and not belonging yeah we, we've spoken about the not yeah the, the not belonging part of it earlier. so did yeah, so did you want to elaborate on those three? Yeah, so I think you can, and someone might be listening and not not be sure on what that actually means. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> so when we when we talk about it, like there's like those three fears are the 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 groundings of so many things. So we actually recently talked about imposter syndrome. Yes, you know, and I for for me like I have a podcast with with my mate Charlie, and there was the thing of oh, I'm not good enough. Like, am I good enough for this? So the, the not being enough. And it's, and then you start, you know, communicating and linking and listening and um, to other people that have podcasts. Now mm. it's like the fear of not belonging. Mm. 
So when we can we can we can chunk it down to these three fears. Okay. Because this morning um, I was sitting at home, got up pretty early before the sun come up, mm. and the first thought that popped into my head was, like I've done two of these now. You're the third guest. Yeah. I did a podcast on my own. Yeah. But. I think I made the mistake this morning by listening to the one I did previously. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the lounge, the sun's come up, I've got my coffee, and I'm starting to think, oh, that, that that's really bad. How am I going to do what i got to do today with Nixon? How am I going to... Mm. And I guess you come back to the right at the beginning when you said, um, you know, you, you got the your bias. See, my bias is just do it. Mm. Like... You know what I mean? Whether you fail or you succeed, just do it. Yeah. But I also like I don't believe that that also is correct. Sometimes I think you need to prepare. Or, f- but that comes back to imposter syndrome again. I've yeah. prepared enough. Yeah. I've had sit downs with you. We've discussed things. We've learned about each other. We've we've, we've built up a rapport with each other. Where you know, um, we know we know each other more than people that you know yeah. that don't know each other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I guess that's where you, you, the imposter syndrome was like, but hang on a minute, I have done the work. Yeah. I have taken time to do this. I'm ready like, to discuss it with Nixon. But you understand what's the way I, I understand like, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I completely get it. And it's the looping. You notice yeah. that you go through the looping of the limiting beliefs. Mm. And I have a... Um, and just quickly, where does yeah. that come from? Where does that come from? Where does your limiting beliefs come from? Because you, you obviously are born, you learn as you go. Where yep. does that come from? So as we, when we were first born into this world, this is something that I believe a model called the core crud crust model. Mm-hmm. I've heard you speak about this. Yeah. Once. So when we we're born, we we're born with this childlike cord. And this is the best version of us. You know, it's remember when we're, we're, a, we're a child and we're full of wonderment and joy and love we fall over without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We get back up again. Mm. And we fall again. We get back up again. If we were to fall 25-year-old version of ourselves, mm. do you reckon we'll do the same thing? No. We would cry. Yeah. We'd jump up and down. So the question that I, that I ask is, what has happened in between that point? Um, yeah, well... I can tell you from my my myself. It's yeah. you know it's it's the um, what's the word like simply you're probably thinking about how everyone else is viewing you. Yeah, it's definitely. Rather that's than definitely part actually of, yeah. looking at yourself and saying why did I fall over, you're more like, well, what does that person think? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Is yeah. that Am I on the right like that? Definitely, is, definitely. That, that's my psyche. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you talk about overcoming that stuff yeah so this is where because that's not right or wrong is it no it can be multiple things 100% that is definitely part of it that is definitely part of it and that is your map and you're telling your truth yeah and I don't believe that's wrong I I believe that's right 100% yeah so when we're talking about our core crowd crust is our core is our childlike core this is the when we're born but what happens is we develop crud. So this is our anxiety, our limiting beliefs. And this has happened from no fault of our own, uh, from no fault of theirs is 
our big people around us, our parents, the people, our aunties, the, our teachers, and they they put their own limiting beliefs on. Like, no, you can't do that. Uh, no, you can't do this. Um, their own anxieties. And we, because that, that, the first six years of our life, we're trying to establish what our world, world is. So that's why we're going through life with curiosity. And from that information, it only makes sense that we're going to create our own map. Yeah. And that's when going back to the map is not the territory, is we create our own map and our own understanding of the world. And from that point, our ego comes into play and it defends our map of the world. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have, you know, I've known that I've been in an argument previously in the past and I'd be like, no, that's right. And next thing you know, we're just in a battle of, no, I'm right, no, you're wrong, I'm right, and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And then if we look back at it, and we had a moment of reflection and clarity, we're like, well, that was stupid. Mm. Like, that was that was really silly. Yeah. But then, heaven forbid if we admit to it. What's that? That's your ego. You don't want to admit to it. 100%. Yeah. No. And I think that's where a lot of the issues with human interaction starts it's mm. um i'm just trying to think um like i know for myself if i say something out loud yeah like if something's got me down and i just go say it out loud in yeah. the shower or whatever yeah and i just go that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard like mm. why are you worried about that you know what i mean it's <laughs> good or why did why, why did you react that way it was nothing yeah yeah you just your ego your um core beliefs yeah um yeah i yeah that's kind of how i approach things like if you can say it out loud yeah and everyone goes oh that sounds really stupid you shouldn't have done that yeah you know what i mean and and i guess you've got a a lot of issues in life are exactly that in my opinion is just that two people egos what your beliefs are, mm. other people, what mm. they might think. You know, if we all just walked around, in my opinion, and just didn't give a crap about what other people think, you'd be mm. a lot happier. I understand. In, in a lot of ways. If we learn to, like, replace worry with care, like, you can care go, what go other people think. Yeah, 100%. And life would, is abundant. And people are like, oh, yeah, but that's not, like, people don't do that. And, like, yeah, but you can. Mm. You can make a choice. Mm. You can make a choice right mm. now. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. And then we touched on, you know, the ego. And that's the crust part. Yeah. So heaven forbid we went into we went into the world, the what big wide world, mm-hmm. and we bought all our limits and beliefs and our vulnerabilities. You know, there's the fear of being eaten alive, fear of not belonging yep. with the tribe, fear of not being enough, and fear of not being loved as a consequence. Mm-hmm. So what we develop over time is our crust. Mm-hmm. And this is where ego plays in. So mm. it's there to protect us. So we're like, yeah. we'll do compensations and this is where we start wearing masks. Yes. Like, they're like, stop wearing masks and who we say we are and who we actually are is completely different things. When that mask, that, that mask is so strong. What this does is causes pain, which yeah. is called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive Cognitive dissonance. Dissonance. Yeah, so it's the pain in between what we say. Glad we... you said it right. Yeah, yeah. I fumbled it at the beginning. <laughs> That's okay, I'm human. Um, but the, we, there's there's that pain, that gap in between. And then mm. the, the journey is, if you're uncertain, is trying to close that gap of what you say you are and who you actually are mm. 
that's when you start to have a better relationship with yourself. Mm. We'll come back to that. Yeah. I want to go back to where you said you're six years old and then your the adults around you, mm-hmm. whether or brothers, older brothers or sisters, like does it necessarily yeah. have to be... Anyone that you look up to that okay. you're going to take on their map. All right, all right. Yeah. So where, like, it, why are parents protecting you? Is yes. that why they're doing it? Is it? Or is it, can it be more, um, yeah, so I guess they're fearful that you might fail. Is that where that's coming from? Or can it be multiple things? Yeah. Can it be more sinister than that? It could be, but I think that in very rare occasions, it could be more sinister than that. Than that. But I think we focus on the, what the majority issues are. There is, when parents are trying to protect us, there's also a part of them that they haven't healed. Mm. There's a child version of them yep. that they haven't come to terms with. Yep. There is their own map and their own limiting beliefs that they haven't. Yep. So it's only going to be to to validate their own belief in the world. They're going to project that in subconsciously, consciously, mm. more, most most often than not subconsciously, yep. onto their children. Well, I'm not a father. Yep. You are. Yep. So... You obviously have limiting beliefs. Understand. You probably are aware to work on them. Yep. How would you, like, how would you, like, try and convey that message to a seven-year-old boy when you know that he's coming into that where I've got to be really careful what I do, yeah. what I say, are there any, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you do it? Is it just like, you know, um, obviously the world is not, sunshine and rainbows 100%. so he is going to have to deal with the reality that mm-hmm. things might not go your way stuff like that but what do you try and say to him to make sure that a i'm not putting a, you know i'm not putting my insecurities on him Definitely. but at the same time he needs to be aware that you know you know and then you talk about masks and stuff like that mm-hmm. like sometimes you know in the initial stage a mask is good Mm. it's when you decide to let that mask go so just the first question you know what I mean like so my my son's Dante Dante yeah Yeah, and he's 19 months old so we haven't quite got to the part where we can talk (laughs) talk talk. but in saying that uh, so you got time to think yeah I've got time to think but I also have conversations with him as well okay because there are a lot more anyone that has a child can say they're a lot more aware than we give them credit for yeah you know they're a lot more they're intuitive so i have i, I talk to him and yeah there's points of frustration where i don't always get it right mm. and i have to give myself permission for that to be okay mm. but i just to kind of it's kind of related to what you said but i had this fear of not being enough for my son mm-hmm. and i actually had a group of friends uh, get together with some child psychologists and my intention was, and I asked the question openly, I said, what, how can we not pass our, all our baggage, all our sack of heavy sack of potatoes, our limited beliefs onto our, onto our children and with the protective mentality? And it was simple in reply and it made so much sense. Just work on yourself. Mm. Because knowing that our children are echoes and ripples of our, mm. uh, how we show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense to make sure that the map and the person that they're trying to model of mm. is the best version of you. And mm. that's all you can do. And mm. that's enough. Mm. 
So as far as what we do for our children, in a nutshell of, of the, the holistic version of it is just continue to work on yourself. And then on, on top of that is being open and honest. So my my intention is with my child is to understand, so how are you feeling? Like what's, what's, what's going on? Is that frustrating you? Or are you feeling sad and stuff? And talk about that. Mm. Because we also label feelings emotions as negative or positive mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we all have that tendency mm -hmm. there's nothing that we can do to stop how we're feeling like as far as like yeah. these things they're all part yeah. of being the human experience and when we start to say that's positive negative bad good we're essentially saying that these parts of us are bad or good so if we're feeling that and we're in that's part of us does that make us a bad person or does mm -hmm. that make us a good person yeah what I like to say is there's our compulsions, our reactions are the bad or the good. Mm. Not necessarily the emotion because these emotions feed us. Mm. Anger could be a driving a motivator for self-improvement or could be violence. Yeah, okay. You know? No, no, I get what you mean. Like, yeah. It's funny because I, I just, I'm still reading it now. Yeah. I've been a bit hopeless lately. But The Happiness Trap yeah. by Russ Harris. Yeah. Like, so you read that, you open the first chapter and it just tells you about like how you just spoke about like, I think one of the first things in the book is like, so what are thoughts? Yeah. And it starts telling you what thoughts are and, and it says, so many, many years ago, mm. you know, you had to get up in the morning and you had to go and hunt food to cook for your family. Yeah. So they go right back to before electricity and all that. Yeah. And I think the story was that person may have fears of getting attacked by a bear. Yeah. I think that's what the story was. I'm not sure if it was a bear or a wolf or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it just goes on to say that, well, you need to have those thoughts because back then you could have been eaten by a bear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you have to have those negative thoughts and you have to, because that's part of the human mm. defense in our wall. We say walls, but like part of the brain, our brain is survival. Yeah, definitely. So you're always in survival mode in your head. It's called the reptilian part of our brain. Yes. Yeah. And he talks about, so having those feelings is okay because it's designed to protect you. Yeah. It's designed, your brain, a human life is designed to protect itself. Yeah. So all these negative, well, you just said that they're, they're normal emotions. They're not negative or yeah, positive. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. So please don't hold back. Yeah, you need to have, you need to have, that's part of who you are, but it's how you control those thoughts and how you talk about, like, and yeah, that's very important mm. that you understand that they are just thoughts. Yeah. They're just words. And that comes back to when I said, did I don't know if I said it during the podcast or before we started, I say things out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's where I got it from. Yeah. It's like, say it out loud because you will actually probably realize that um, your thought is, it's a little bit, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's just words. It's a, and it's also a good way of slowing things down. Yeah, our thoughts go so quickly. Yeah, and in a space of time. Yeah, can go from oh I'm happy to I'm in a corner crying. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I think we've all been there. You know, how many times have you said something and it's like that scene from Anchorman when he gets into the bear yeah he's yeah. like I immediately regret this decision yeah 100% like straight away Definitely. as soon as you say like oh shit yeah. I shouldn't have said that yeah no um, I get it and, and that's yeah. your brain's moving so fast and, and we don't always have time mm. 
it's sometimes it is unfortunate in life that people are going to say things or do things that later on they're just going to go, I totally regret that. Yeah. Because I, you know, um, but, you know, back to the book, just, yeah, little things like that. Imagery. Yeah. yeah. Changing imagery. Like, yeah. There's a technique in the book where they say, okay, so you're thinking of a negative thought or something bad's going to happen to you, right? Mm. Anxiety is the prep, like whatever it is that's causing that. And then it just says, now pitch yourself at the zoo. Yeah. Now pick an animal and let yeah. that be your image in your brain. And once you start doing that, you actually start to, like you replace the thoughts. And yeah. It's easier said than done. It's, it's consistency and practice yeah. and progress. And when I started, I was having like, two really good days yeah and then the third day was like this isn't working it's yeah. all bullshit and then the fourth day you're like no no I'll give it and then you're like oh yeah it, that was just a bad day mm. so it, it's very and that's the learning process yeah you've got that up and down process of, and I'll take two bad the two good days for one bad day any day as right. opposed to all bad days mm. and that's progress mm. But I think it comes back to you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And when you do know something, I think that's, I think it's part of the, like, it's part of the learning process that you're probably going to reject it mm. at first. You probably don't want to hear. Challenges your challenges understanding of the world. And then all of a sudden, we spoke about it before. Yeah. Like, we talked about, um, you know, we said in, earlier in the piece, the imposter syndrome. Yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. To some, I think maybe you told me. Yeah. Whoever told me. And then it's like, I hear it everywhere. Yeah. I understand. You know? I understand. Um, you know, I hear it everywhere. I, um, and then all of a sudden you start thinking about it mm. and you're like, when has this happened to me before? Yeah. And then you start going, oh shit. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. Those negative thoughts. Yeah. Coming in yeah. to your brain, the happiness trap. Yeah. You know, where you, it's normal. Yeah. But you got to learn to push through it, and 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 that's another thing it says in the book too. Yeah. Um. About. Let me get this right. So, because people have probably read this book, and they're thinking he's talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. And if you're thinking that, give him a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so happiness trap. Yeah, the happiness trap book, and it talks about like in you like business and stuff like that. How you just. You just got to keep like pushing through it mm. and you're going to get the challenges and you can't, you just got to just keep going really with it. And uh, like, like doing this podcast and that it's like, I get those doubts, it, you know, oh, it's not working. Mm. Just throw it in the bin. Yeah. Or, you know, um, oh, the clothing brand's not, I'm not selling enough. Yeah. But I just through reading these books and learning from different people and wanting to do this, like I'm learning now today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I look at the positives. Yeah. I try and find the positives and everything. Like say that, you know, yeah, like, oh, okay, I'm not selling, but my engagement's gone up. Yeah. My listeners have gone up. Might only be by two, three people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, engagement on social media has gone up. Yeah. Okay, it's not converting to sales, but why isn't it converting to sales? Mm. And then you attack that problem. Yeah. That's, that's sort of how I try and approach mm. learning all this stuff as I go. Um but yeah, the imposter syndrome was a big one because this is all new. Yeah. Everything I do from setting up these microphones to doing all the graphics for this to, you know, sitting at home and thinking about a podcast. Yeah. I never had that problem before. Yeah. That's a new problem that I've created myself. Mm. Um, 
and I guess you also I try and go back to like what's the original reason why you wanted to do it mm. and just Can't go say. back and keep focusing on that because what made you excited what excited you like a kid yeah 100% you know going back to it man mm. is is if I can live a life being excited about what I'm about to do mate, that's the mm. people want to know oh what's the what's the secret of life yep. what's the meaning of life I said at this point of understanding that's what it is waking up being excited about it and putting your head on the pillow and be like that was a fucking good day mm. and yeah and individuals some people struggle with that some we people are perfectionists some people are mm. like I know myself like I'm the type of person that'll work all day mm. do three different jobs plus design a clo- like piece of clothing yep um, you know do graphics for this and then I can go home and go fuck, I should have done more today. Mm. Like, I should have done more. Like, why didn't I do more? And then now, like, I'm starting to, as I get a bit older, I'm starting yeah. to go, well, you can only do so much in one day. 100%. And I think that, back to what you're saying about the, the crud. Yep. And the, that comes from, um, you know, I think that comes from the people around you um, are high achievers. Yeah. So I think that that's part of my... Enter uh, the world of comparison. Yeah, we're we're immersed in it, like social media. Like, how daunting is it yeah. to start your own, like, well, Zionics and then start your own thing, and then you start comparing. Like for me, creating space, I started it, and I'm like, then I look at all these other podcasts, social media, and I'm like comparing myself to it. And that's for someone who's done some some decent amount of work, like as mm. far as ma- mindset and that. And. It's, it's just part of us and we go into the state of comparison and we forget mm. about ourselves mm. and how we can be yep. like because at the end of the day if you're trying to model someone else's life and trying to and you're forgetting about yourself how are you meant to be excited about that mm. Mm. like you can't be excited about it and then you know in regards to very big believers your language what you own or what your language is what you own so how we speak and the way that we speak is um, is, is how we live our life. Mm. And a good example of that, and I think this will help in, that's how I found in business or anything that requires growth is replace failure with feedback. Mm. So there's no failing now for mm. me. It's just, and if I think that, it's like, okay, I just haven't listened to the feedback and the mm. opportunity for growth here because that's all it is. It's just, we might feel, whatever we feel that we're failing at, is we're just we're just not able to get the feedback. So that's the state of mind where we're like, oh, this mm. is happening to me. Well, they're just thoughts. Yeah, yeah. They're just thoughts in your head. Your natural chemistry in your brain is telling you you've got to be defensive here. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I guess I've put up a post on um, the socials where I said um, the best defense is still attack. <laughs> you know, um which was a, um, yeah. So I've heard, obviously I've heard that before. It's yeah. what commentary or there's a couple of songs that have got like the best defense is still attack. Yeah. And I just remember like just to put all this together. Like, so when I started, um, it was exciting. Yeah. Cause you're in the creative stage, logos and, mm. and, and I've got experience doing that. So I knew that I already had that idea that this is the easy part. Mm-hmm. The hard part's going to come. So I already knew that because I've started other businesses before and and the, all that. So the, And then I also knew, like, with my accounting background, the technical side, 
I had that down pat. Yeah. When it comes to costings and things like that, I've got, you know, I should be good at that. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I've been doing it since I was 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should be good um, good at that. And so all those things, I was like, oh, I got this. Yeah. But, you know, and it back to like when you were a kid, yeah. it was so exciting. Yeah. And it was like I was walking on a cloud. Like, yeah. you know, just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, I'm manifesting this. I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, yeah, yeah. And nothing could stop me. Yeah. And I had that feeling and feeling and feeling. And then at some point, you get to that point where you don't know something. So no, nothing can stop you but yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's the phrase everyone likes to use. And yeah. it's true. It's true. But it, now you're tapping into yeah. the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But the, the whole basis all of a sudden where it changed was when something bad happened. Yeah. Stress. Um, stress, stuff yeah. like that. And or, you know other aspects of my life had to be the priority mm. then I had to put that on the back burner and I was like no but that makes me happy I don't want yeah. to do this shit but so this is my true story I'm telling you the truth yeah, like no, how I, I was feeling and then obviously you talk about all the negative stuff all the bullshit that comes in mm. just by what you think again it's a thought yeah they're just words yeah um, yeah so I just wanted to sort of bring it back to what we're doing here yeah 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 and how the mindset now I'm aware of it mm. it's easier said than done to control it but yeah. now I'm kind of like okay focus on the next job yeah the next job was I gotta do this podcast I gotta get the podcast going yeah focused on that I can't do everything I'm only one person mm. um but I find that now that I'm and then the further you go the more you learn the small issues that were a big issue then they're now nothing. Mm. They, sorry, the big issue then becomes small issues and you just learn. Yeah. And back to the, before like the kid stage is if you just approached it exactly like that, that mm. it's fun, yeah, it's new, you're learning something. Yeah. Why are you scared about learning? What, what All these little things that might come into your brain. If you can just focus on the fact that, hang on a minute, it's exactly it's still exactly the same as when I started. Mm. It's all new. Mm. It should still be exciting you, but obviously sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But as I said earlier, I just bring it back to the fact that why are you doing it? What's your purpose? Mm. And that these things are fun too. Even yeah. though they might not, in your brain, you might think, oh, that that's, this shouldn't be happening or, mm. you know, it should be easier than this. It shouldn't. Yeah. You just need to embrace that this is new and you're scared or and and let's go back as I said setting up a business and all that that's what mm. I do for work mm. so that's not a challenge for me doing costings not a challenge for me mm. but once there's something where there is a challenge like at the moment you know I've got to get people to do my designs over in um, Thailand mm -hmm. there's one place and there's another place in Vietnam mm -hmm. I've never dealt with a one a company overseas yep two a clothing company overseas like mm. all these issues but and and I know because it's happening at the moment where I was like going I can't do this yeah poster syndrome all that shit yeah limited limiting belief limiting belief I yeah. can't do this but I'm also not trying yeah I've also stopped trying because I think it's too hard but let's fast forward I've now yeah. realised I think I might need to get a broker some mm. of the over there that specialize so, yeah, in doing that. So being able to ask for help. Ask for help. Yeah. And I think, as I said, everything else, 
I can do. Mm. I don't need anyone's help. Mm. But as soon as there's something where you you don't know or you don't have the answers, also too, who do you go to for advice? Because mm. you know, you know, I know. Because they don't know. Yeah, I don't know anyone that has a clothing line or has done this before. Yeah, I've got no mentor in this field, so. Mm. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Hundred percent, and I think it's more about. So if you you find a point of overwhelm, and what you can do is like, okay, well, in my power, I can go looking for people. I can put myself out there and be like, cool, well, this is a clothing brand I kind of like. You know, they have a bit of a story. Like, cool, I'd like. What's the what's the, what's the risk of asking a question and putting yourself out there? Because in no. my experience, no. it's actually fruit like it's like not doing anything and I have a belief is start before you're ready mm. and start before you're ready because like we can over prep and getting our head yeah. and I know you're nodding now and I, I know you can resonate with that and I'm the same too like everything my ducks have to be in a row but what that does that set yourself up for as soon as stress comes about oh man throw my toys and the <laughs> toys out of the cot my ducks not in a row yeah my ducks not on the road and that happens but I think we're talking that we're starting to attack on faith in yourself to be able to rise to the occasion because look at everything that we anyone can do this look at when we were born and all the things that we have achieved till that and all the adversities that we have overcome you've got the strength in you but you choose like if you're in that kind of loop you're just choosing to be in there mm. but risk so where you see risk being able to change that mm -hmm. and practice that to see it as opportunity yeah and I think that's where that's where the coaching comes into play mm -hmm. and tapping into so I just finished off just before here I finished off with a client going to do eight week programs and the whole journey was about looking at the mask so that this crust then going into the crud addressing that and actually validating I'm like that would be really hard for you mm. that would be super hard mm. for you and I understand that mm. and that's fine you should just, just you can feel it and like oh I don't have to defend this feeling anymore. And then on the last session, we were about to go on a great journey and really talk to the child version of her. Mm. Give it love, mm. give it what it needed mm. and hold conference with it and, mm. and, and be in touch with that. And it was such an amazing journey to be part of. Yeah. So that's where I'm, my, my specialty as far as one-on-one -on -one coaching is, is mums. Mm -hmm. um, that seems to be sometimes your niche just finds you yeah and that's pretty much all my clients have been yeah and how how do you because I know you were going to touch on that so yeah how did you end up getting to that was yeah. that you said earlier about when you became a dad mm. and we yeah. kind of touched on that yeah is it branching off that do you kind of um and you're you're, you're a man Mm. So obviously you you went and had a talk with a bunch of other blokes or with a group of was it a group of a group of six I think I believe yeah. yeah group of six so I guess if I was to so f sorry yeah. why is this you know with mothers do you feel that this is um, it's a bigger issue for them is that where you want to help 
is that where it's I'm just curious yeah, where yeah, did yeah. it come from to help the mothers and I think it just happened where I can yeah. like I'm I'm a man that's super in touch with the, with my feminine energy okay like I am and I embrace it like I'm sensitive I'm emotional yeah and I embrace it like in such mm-hmm, a way mm-hmm. where I can be vulnerable and sometimes it scares the shit out of other blokes mm. but I, I refuse to live small yeah in 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 to make other people feel yeah. safe about being small so i'm being my most genuine self and to be vulnerable i guess where it all started is where i started to notice it i was in hospitality mm-hmm. um i was uh, a, a licensee of a venue and i was really down on myself and the constant looping and to the point where i was commi- I, I was i was thinking about suicide oh really yeah Shit. Sorry, so, to, sorry to hear that. No, no, it's, it's all part of the journey. Like it, it's it, now happening for me. What what was causing it? Why were you so? Why um, were you so? I guess I was just down. dreaming, dreaming small. Um, in the way of thinking that I wasn't enough. Like my fears ruled me. Not mm. belonging, fear of not being enough, mm. fear of not being loved. I was isolating myself, making and I my what I did for work was my identity. Mm. So if anything happened in that, I was like, oh, well, what's this pain that I am? So I was like, there was a, there's a point in time where I was driving to work and and I'm I'm a pretty considerate person to the point where I laugh about it now, is I was driving on the road and I'm like, what would be the easiest way to end my life that wouldn't inconvenience anyone? And I'm like, there's a truck and I wouldn't do much damage. And that that was scary and I cried and I went to work and that and 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 for a man it's so hard I find I found it so hard at that point to open up in that way because I had all these emotions and these feelings yeah. but to say like say to my parents and but then I didn't want them to worry you know uh saying to my boss they also didn't want them to feel like I wasn't enough for the job telling people that you know that worked for me like because i was you know the licensee people that worked under me i didn't want them to worry about their their leader you know so all of a sudden i'm putting myself on a desert island nothing but me and my thoughts yeah so you know i kind of just buried it down got down with it and went through it and then started getting some wins and stuff like that but still was like I just really good suppressor like (laughs) the amount of energy that I put into suppressing my emotions was was amazing yeah and then don't do that no no you should never do that because as you said before like your your emotions it's okay you can feel jealous angry rage sadness um, anxiety, like whatever, I don't even know. Yeah, it fits into that same. Spe- yeah, no, no, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, so yeah, I think that yeah, people do waste a lot of a lot of energy on that. And then yeah. what I found is I yeah. the reason why I was able to suppress it is COVID yeah. happened. Yeah, okay. And I had distractions. Okay. So where a lot of it, I've never worked in a venue where we've had to close down. Yeah, okay. For COVID, and that's really hard for hospitality. And did that flip your mindset? Like big time, like where you just went, this is not as important as I thought it was. It was just, to be honest, in in, in retrospect, it was just a distraction. I'd be yeah. like, cool, I'm going to just dive everything. Yeah. How can I keep as many people employed, keep this business running yeah. okay. so that way we can get back to it? But that, that what you're saying there though, is you, you, you were, you were being a leader. Yeah. For you to sit there and think, 
about other people. Yeah. Because you think in that situation, oh, just myself. Yeah. I've got a son on the way. Was well, at your, that point, I didn't. Your, well, he didn't. Oh, yeah. So he wasn't... No, so I was just a single bachelor. Yeah, um, okay. And then I was kind of seeing someone at that point in mm-hmm. time. And so, yeah, the whole thing was, you know, pushing through COVID. Then... Well, there's that book, Extreme Leadership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jocko uh, Wilk. Jocko Wilk. Yeah. Um, and then... Is it Jocko yeah, Wilk? Yeah, Jocko... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I follow him and I've read... I've listened to that audio Yeah, book. where he, like, he talks about, like, the like the the incident that happened and then they yeah. all went into the room and he, yeah. he just went it's my fault yeah it dies with me yeah like i did it they're, they're all under my command therefore i'm responsible 100 so you've kind of just by being a leader mm. um you've gone well how many people can i employ yeah you know and you obviously had to make tough decisions there were super tough decisions and, and, and i'm sure you had other people around that were probably guiding you or was it just on you no there's definitely people guiding me yeah okay um there's definitely people like vince yeah you know vince was guiding us like we were brothers in arms at that point in time yeah you know getting through it so um but yeah at at that point you know i was just trying to be a leader and it was a distraction like it was a good distraction in the way that it kind of allowed me to create i'm a great like i love creating things create opportunities and that but what i was doing it was i if i looked at it i'm like oh i wasn't the best leader i could be because i wasn't leading my own life because i wasn't addressing the things that are both yep. was concerning me i was just suppressing it so you know fast forward you know lockdown the first lockdown ends and stuff and then second lockdown comes into play um well it's like during the first lockdown that was a hard one yeah. The second one was harder. First one was new. Second one was I don't want to do this again. Yeah. So me and this, uh, me, me and my now my partner Faye. Yeah. We were seeing each other. We we're like, okay, well, let's just be like during a lockdown. We were like, well, let's just, you know, see how this happens. Three weeks later, she's pregnant. <laughs> I know what you were up to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's only so much Netflix you can yeah. watch. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah. So three weeks later, we were pregnant. So through say into the relationship, we found out we were pregnant. Mm. We were faced with the decision what to so do. So you were only together for a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. So wow. we were doing like when you're seeing someone, we we're doing what we do, um, like on and off for about a year and a bit. But really, in so we decided to let's yeah let's see what happens. Okay. So for nine months, we you know we were like trying to navigate each other. Mm. trying to navigate hormones and, <laughs> and all that kind of thing uh, and I've got to give props to, to, to women as far as the, the strength they endure uh, the strength that they show to endure the, the challenges that they face mm. but what happened was we had we had Dante you mm-hmm. know beautiful boy and then I noticed that these feelings started to come back these feelings of wanting to end my life really yeah and it's when everything kind of started, like this amazing thing happened and it was great and then just these limiting thoughts and it scared the shit out of me the point that I was walking on my way to to work and I had a panic attack and it was at five in the morning walking on my way to work and had a panic attack and I was like okay cool and like and and when you uh, say because um, I've had mum before yeah so I don't want to know whether I was having one. Like, what What did you feel? Did you, like, for me, like, I couldn't move. Yeah. I couldn't move. Like, literally, I was standing in one spot just going, 
I, I can't move from this spot until all this shit's cleared. So was that sort of how you felt? Did you just like, but what was coming into your head? Was it just everything at once? Like, so yeah. you're in your head, everything stacking on top. Yeah, it was, it was best. It was definitely like just, just fast barrage of ne yeah. negative and limiting thoughts yeah. that what happened is it actually my physiology, my physiology kind of adapted to that. So my breathing, I was sweating, my, my thought of, like I was just like really uncalm and, and, and breathing. I was finding it hard to breathe and it was really overwhelming. And then it was just a point of like, I was just, the first thing that came to mind is it's fucking cold in here. Let's go, okay, cool. I'm thinking about that. Then focus on my breathing and trying to get you. So when you're having a panic mm. attack, it's all about being in your body yep. as opposed to being in your head. Yeah, okay. Remember I said I had two good days and one bad day? That was the bad day. Yeah. So I had two really good days. And then that third day, it just, everything that I was learning about, all of a sudden, all that knowledge, I just couldn't obviously absorb yeah. what I was absorbing. And then you get this, and I've never had one before. Yeah. So it, it was like, is it? And what you just explained is exactly what I felt. Now, I want to go back. You talked about wanting to, you know, end your life yep looking at you I couldn't imagine that you like you know what I mean like yeah. you're just such a you're likable yeah but I just want to know like you said you what's the most convenient way mm. and what what's what, why did you stop like what was it that stopped you like did you have your son at that time yeah so I had well okay. I had my son there and oh, so this is so this I had is the my, same story. Yeah, yeah. So I had like so basically before COVID, I had these thoughts. Yeah. Then COVID happened. I had a distraction. So twice you've yeah yeah gone to that depth. Yeah. Uh, had the during COVID, I had a distraction to kind of pull through. Yeah. Me and my partner get together three weeks later, have a baby, beautiful baby, caught up in the emotions and stuff. And then three weeks, I think I guess about three weeks later or a little bit, maybe a month or so. Um, I was getting these thoughts again and it scared the shit out of me because I didn't want to leave my son in mm. that and my partner in that way. Mm -hmm. So I said I had to do something. So mm. what it meant for me, it meant resigning from my job. Okay. I read, so that way I can kind of create more space for myself. So I took yeah. a job in hospitality and I was working at, uh, in a local cocktail bar. Yeah. Um, and then managing that and it gave me so i was working three long days a week and then i have four days off and in retrospect to the operations next to running a pub it's 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 pretty easy yeah um so i thought yeah cool do that um be able to be spend more time because i'm i love spending time with 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 dante and being present there i'm like let's choose joy let's choose to be give myself some space as much as that conversation was hard to have i had to i had to resign um and move on and then yeah so i kind of but then with that i there was just a lack of ownership for myself so i started to resent the industry hospitality industry and like oh this is why i'm like this um, and that's been in a victim mentality. Mm. And so I started my journey. So I'd linked yeah. up with um, some boys. One, uh, Two of them have a podcast called the Master Mindset Podcast, uh, Matt Gamble and Aaron Zab. I yeah. uh, started listening to that and that really helped crack me out of a, a, yeah. a, 
and I started on this journey and we created, Matt created a, a chat and then I met, you know, Charlie, yeah. who I've got a podcast with called Creating yeah. Space now. And we just started this, we started real spiritual, you know, we read um, a book called The Celestine Prophecy, which is, um, it's a, it's a, it's fic, it's, it's a fiction, oh, it's like a story, but there's underlying meanings and stuff to mm -hmm. it. And it really hit home for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, to the point where we went, we took a plane in the morning, went up to Byron Bay. Nice. And went to Crystal Castle. Nice. We ended up having, you know, uh, our own private kind of walkthrough just through happenstance. Mm -hmm. um, and did that through the day and then flew back at night. So just a day trip up to Byron. Mm. Not in a traditional, like it's all of us, we know you're, we're bigger lads. And it's definitely like, oh, you're here to party? Like, if you're like, no, no, we're here to Crystal Castle, meditate, and do all that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we started from that and then. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, I've spoken to you before about this, but I just want to go back quickly. Yeah. yeah. Get back onto the book and, and, yeah. and that, no problem. But just with like career changes. Yeah. Like, I just suppose for younger people, like. Mm. I like you. You get taught from when you're young. Okay, you got to get good score in your HSC. Yeah, you got to go to university and do this. Then you go and get a job, and that's it. You you're stuck. But like, mm. you know, so many people change careers at 40 years old, 35 yeah. years old, or whatever yeah. age. Like people change their goals, or and and it's usually that awakening where I know I know with me, like doing accounting wasn't. It's good, good money, yep. all that, the perks that come with it. Yep. But I know with myself that it wasn't fulfilling. It's not fulfilling who I am as a person. Mm. And I know, like, once I started, because I started doing some, like, um, social media work and design stuff for myself. Yeah. And, and I ended up getting a couple of jobs. And I thought, oh, I'm actually enjoying this a lot. And then, yeah. it, and then it triggered Yep. It triggered that I need to be doing something creative. Yeah. I've got, but I didn't look at accounting like as a negative thing. I didn't say, oh, that's done now. I'm never going to do that again. I looked mm. at it as like, okay, that's a skill that a lot of people don't have Yeah. to understand how to run a business from the beginning. Yeah. So I knew that I could do any business mm -hmm. that I put my mind to and wanted to do. Yep. Um, and that would be, you know, I could apply accounting knowledge to that yeah so I had that whatever I chose now the second thing was I've always I've got no fashion sense like you know I do all I right I don't think you got swag a little bit it's my brand now <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a little yeah, bit but you know I've always liked clothing and I've always yeah. enjoyed oh that's nice I'm, yeah. you know that you know, I might not have always been able to afford it or for different reasons and that but I've always had that eye for oh that looks cool yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that top or, yeah. you know, I like that jacket or, yeah, yeah. or oh, I like that hat, you know, yeah. little things like that. And, and I've always enjoyed it. And then I kind of went, well, if you really enjoy it, why don't you try it? Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like, this is going earlier in the piece. This is probably like COVID. Yeah. That's when it started. So it's interesting you said COVID because I had a lot of time at home. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, two things. I don't know if this is the right way to think, but I'm like, well, everyone else is going to be sitting at home watching Netflix. Yep. Um, I'm going to 
use this time as a circuit breaker. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where I've got all this time, mm-hmm. you know, um, at home, let's try what I want to do. Like, I, mm. if, I, if other people can do it, why can't I? Yeah. When the only, you'll only guarantee failure if you don't try. 100%. You know, that's a guaranteed failure. If you try something and you fail, hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Jordan, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was kind of like that, and for me, like, as soon as I, yeah, I just knew. Yeah. I just knew that this, who I am, all over, like inside, mm. um, like I designed a big canvas art piece. Yeah. For my house, like. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah, that's cool. All of a sudden, it just can't. It just, it yeah. just started coming to me all these ideas and how exciting. Yeah, so that's kind of my point. Like, I think people need to really stop. Yeah, and I tell you, young people I meet, like, sit down for ten minutes mm. and literally write down what you like and what you're good at. Yeah, everyone's got skill. You know, you just got to find what's yours. And I knew design and not not so much. I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm yeah. saying how it made me feel. Yeah. How it made me feel was really, really like happy. Yeah, like it's it was like in a way I was getting stuff out yep. in different ways, whether yep. it be a painting or designing a t-shirt or sitting there and having those thoughts. It was all about, um, you know, I'm putting this out there whether people like it or they don't. Yeah, because it's for you. It's for me. Like, yeah, yes. There's a lot of thought that goes into okay, the people like. So that's my tummy, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think mine did earlier as well. But anyway, you get my point. What yeah, I'm trying to say. So everything was kind of like, you know, um, doing a podcast. Mm. I love podcasts. And you're creating. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah. Creating conversations with yeah. other other like-minded people. Well, I think learning. Yeah. Like I've, I'm learning so much from, you know, um, you, know you touched on Vince earlier. Like yeah. We worked for Vince. Yeah, very closely, yeah. Exactly. And... Um, you know, you talked about your how you felt as a father. Well, yeah. Look at what Vince yeah. has to go through on a daily basis. Like, and I guess I even said like, but isn't? I think everybody has that fear. Yeah. Um, that you're not going to be a good dad. Mm. You're not going to be enough enough for him, or and you know just to see that everybody goes through it it's got nothing you know it's just a common common thing that uh, everybody goes through um as i said i'm not a father yeah so i've got all this to look forward to where i start doubting myself and telling me that you know i'm not going to be good yeah. at this and all that I've wild ride mate wild yeah. ride <laughs> um and sure some people some people like oh, i got this yeah but that's a mask it is because you cannot good, possibly good observation in your we spoke about the book I yep. might get it and buy a bear today. Yeah. There is no way that you cannot think that way because it's natural. We'll chemistry. create our own bears. We're humans. That's our species. Yeah. So, and I'll bring this all back together. Mm-hmm. So in that book that I read, there's a woman in there that had like postnatal stress disorder. Postpartum? Yeah. Depression? Post, what's it called? Postpartum depression. Okay, so after she's had the baby, she yeah, yeah. didn't think she was adequate. Yeah. And she did the same thing as you. Yeah. She went to a group session. Yeah. And she said it out loud yeah. to the group and said, I'm feeling like I'm a, not going to be a good mother and I can't mm. do this. And, and then 
whatever her reasons were, it doesn't really go into the specifics of what it was. But yeah. I think in the group, four or five other ladies stood up and said, I've been through that or I'm going through that now. And then once they all said, you know, once that was out and they said it out loud and it was in the group, other people started to go, it's all right, I've been yeah. through it before. You know, I've, I've, I've know exactly what you're feeling. Mm. And then she just went, like, you know, went, oh. Yeah. I've been carrying this around for years. And we months. do it. And we do it. And it's funny you mentioned because I've got a group, I started a group chat on Facebook with just all guys. Okay, what's it called? It's called Men Showing Up. Men Showing Up. I love yeah. it. I like it. Uh, I'll add you two after this. Yeah, cool. Um, and it's just me, like, putting it out there and a platform where people can just be open and vulnerable. Mm. And this is all funny that you mentioned that is we all share the same experience of being a human. Oh yeah. No one's different. The difference is vulnerability Mm -hmm. plus community Mm. equals strength. Mm. And I, I, and I believe it'd be in women, but I know for a fact from being my own experience as a man, Mm. it's there. The permission to be vulnerable or permission to speak or even know what our emotions are is lacking. Hmm. It's not there for for a lot of men. But that that there though, I think that when you talk about because there is, I think that there is. I think what we need to do is between men, yeah. we should be able to talk about it. Hundred percent, because that's the key. Yeah. And then I think that a lot of it's macho. Mm-hmm. Ism, yeah, uh, machoism, macho, whatever. If it's whatever. not a word, it is now. It okay, is now. It's, <laughs> I own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it is that. Yeah, especially you know the you're a man, woman, that sort of relationship. I think that there is an element there the where patriarchy. Yeah, and I think that I think that's normal because at the end of the day, you're trying to attract a female, and yeah. that does whether they like it or not. You yeah, know, that, they want someone that's strong yep um, but I think men definitely we need to get the conversation out there that we can speak together because it's more about you saying I feel this yeah oh yeah I've been through that yeah. not everyone might have been but you will say yeah I've been through that and this is and then or another bloke might go oh yeah I felt that before too like I didn't yeah. even think like so I think that behind I think men need to come to and women as well all of us need to make sure that um, you know but men especially to each other there's no shame because we're all humans and everybody's got the same chemistry in their brain like everyone's feeling um, feeling all those all the walls closing in on them everyone's got overwhelmed yeah and I think that um, even even little things like mentorship yeah I think that that could be a starting point where I think everybody needs some sort of a mentor. Yeah. Like whether you're my mentor or I'm your mentor, someone you can go to Mm. that always, and I don't think family member, I don't think, I think that the, and that, yeah, that's the interesting thing is like, I think you need someone or every man needs someone where, um, mate, I'm feeling this. Yeah. Why? Because of this and this and this. Yeah, and someone that actually instead of saying the macho bullshit, mm. um, someone to actually say like have a conversation with. Now I've been lucky; I've got a few friends, or one mate in particular that I know. 
he's very logical. Yeah. So talking to him's easy because I know that he just thinks about things in a logical yeah. way and he would never sway you. He'll just listen and then so I'm lucky with that and yeah. Um but yeah, I think men need to start opening up. Yeah, definitely. That that community is That's that, my point. Yeah, 100%. I like, and I get around, it. And I feel around like, the twist a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I, and, I, and I appreciate it. And it's it's definitely something that I think we're doing well. And like there's a few groups around like there's um the man man cave Australia, there's man anchor. Yeah, my mates do brothers brothers not um brothers for it's in the northern beaches. I can't remember. Brother for brothers? Brothers for brothers. Oh Willie. Is that his name? Yeah. My, I know one of my mates goes on the walks with yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. Funny you mentioned that because I... With, He's got a hoodie for me too that I... Yeah, um, Mana Men's Health, yeah, Mana Men's Collective is a breathwork workshop where Willie from uh, Brothers to, for Brothers, they, um, him and Tom, they host that and I was part of that. So yeah, okay. it's, just, it's funny how the, the yeah. small world, right? And I know my mate does that because he's been um, similar situations and um i think he he needed he needed that group that was one separate from his friends yep separate from his family yeah and he could get that real perspective just with someone else that is not judging him and you can choose has, you yeah. can choose your tribe yeah and he's because there's no external it's kind yeah. of like seeing a if you see a therapist or someone like that they're supposed they're impartial yeah if they i i, I know i I'm happy to admit that I was talking to one. Yep. Um, still do. And and one of the things was they just give it to you straight. Like, stop worrying about it. Yeah. What are you worried yeah. about? Like, that's nothing. Yeah. Is yeah. that going to matter in two years' time? Is that yeah. going to matter in three weeks' time? Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Like, they're impartial to the fact that that's not the problem you need to be focused on. You need to be focused on the problem that is your problem mm. sort of thing. And, and I've learned that over time. Yeah. Um, so then you got brothers for brothers. You got all these groups, and I think that's what's good about it is that once you, I think once you remove all that stigma of people judging you, and it's usually family and friends that you worry about the most because you care because there's so much value attached to that yeah, relationship. Of course, of course, yeah, definitely. If there's no value attached to it, you yeah, don't care. Yeah, I understand. Um, but you know, I think yeah, and I think once you get in that environment, um, you know that. A lot of those guys, you see the change in them. Yeah. You see the change in them. And then um, just to bring it back to what we're trying to talk about today. So, um, you know, you talk, we're talking about like men feeling this way. And then I just spoke about the book with the mother that's feeling this way. And it's just mm. interesting that along came you. Yeah. And you specifically are helping mothers cope, you know, and it's just. Yeah. It's funny how everything sort of just falls into place. Yeah, it does. Um, as you're going along. And yeah, so I thought I might, let's just start talking about, you know, the work you're doing there because I think yeah. that, I think that it's very important mm -hmm. and I think it's a very good thing that you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, because yeah, like women are the same. Yeah. They've they got issues with their thoughts. Yeah. Are they good enough? You know, and mm. it's probably, um, it's different um, for them, but mothers is, they're all, majority of them, if they can, a lot of them, but they're going to experience childbirth and, and that's yeah. going to flip their, 
whole perspective on what they know if they haven't been a mother before. Yeah. So definitely. is that that's what I want to touch on. So you yeah. specifically in that field. Yeah. So look, every every individual is different. But I think to to be honest with the reason why the um, I, I kind of draw draw mothers is people can you know I'm I'm pretty easy to talk to and can create a safe space for someone. Um, but the importance of like I just it just happened you know it just happened. Um, next thing you know, people were like, oh, would you mind coaching me? Would you? And just as far as the transformational things for it, I think it's just. For me as a coach, I enter everything with curiosity. So I want to know more about what they're doing and what, what, what they mean by something. And it's about, I'm, I'm very much a believer of, I have a two page list of code of ethics that I abide by. You know, coaching is not, it's, 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 there's no, it's not like being a psychologist. You know, it's not governed by anything. So we kind of have to, I'm part of a international coaching guild that we we kind of govern ourselves so we have a code of ethics that we follow so i yeah that's how code of ethics work yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. like code of ethics is like uh like for example in the accounting industry or you know it's it's um it's 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 better than what's expected yeah that's it that's what ethics are yeah it's the standard you're not willing to walk by yeah 100 yeah and there's things of like so how i normally started i start with the discovery session so yeah. more about half hour um free of charge just like kind of feeling it out and what the client needs potential client needs and what they're going through and understanding how i can serve that person mm. if i can't serve that person i will never coach on mental uh ill health as far as yeah so you're saying if you notice something that's not yeah you, you have to pass them on or yeah, give, them, 100%. give them the advice that I think that I'm not the right person uh, yeah so what I offer is I can coach you on this mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is that something that you want to coach yep. on but if okay. you're specifically coaching on say someone suffering from OCD yep. or someone having the mm-hmm. challenge mm-hmm. of depression yep. I said I don't I can't coach on that because that requires psychology yeah you know exactly and, and so I I refer I will refer on um, and I, th- I think that's a big thing about doing that um but I'm studying at the moment. Yeah. So I study um, uh, a three-year course at the moment, and that's the uh, that's coaching. Um, that's yeah, it's just a coaching course. Goes for three years. You, there's some out there that you can do for literally oh, two weeks, and then it's done and dusted. But I'm really like I'm. This has a little bit of NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming, which is the identity of identity of our language and formatting that that language. Um, there's some family psychology in there. There's a bit of a cognitive science. So it's like stuff that I really nerd out about. Yeah. And we've already discussed some yeah. of those models. It, it, it's, it's a degree. Yeah. So you'll have, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Good on you. So, you know, doing that. So I'm going back to, to, to the women um, that I have, have coaching is they just, what I find is they beat themselves a lot of us we beat ourselves up for feeling a certain way and not being enough Mm -hmm. just to have someone that's completely on your side Mm -hmm. in a way that on your side is there to support you Mm -hmm. and my thing is to validate what someone's feeling because yeah cool it could be and not to be put my own biases on them 
And yeah, you're feeling that way. And I understand how much pain that would cause you. Mm. And it makes sense, you know, that. But how do you get there? So if they, if they say I'm feeling stress, let's use a different word than stress. Um, I'm feeling sorrow yep. or something like that. I'm feeling yep. sad and yep. sorry for myself. Like what would you then say? What would you say to them? Would you then just say, why? Like, why are you feeling like what? You know, would you try and get to the source, like why they're feeling that way and then try and work your way forwards? Or is it more, that's okay to feel that way. Mm. Um, you might feel, or would you start with, this is why you might feel this way and then try and work backwards? There's different models in which you can apply. So the first thing is um, is to acknowledge and then to validate what how they're feeling and, and then ask a high quality question. Mm-hmm. Better, better than the question I just asked. No, no, no. <laughs> fine, right? So I'm fine. Yeah. But ask a high quality question that will make them think about that they're not able to ask themselves. That makes them think about it a different way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and that's when they start. You start the 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 cogs turning. Emotions come up as well in such a beautiful way. And and do you find that sometimes can be something over here? Yeah. It's like not even associated with that. Hundred percent. Like, that's. Because we're talking about this crust thing is that they think that's the issue. But, you know, it could be someone talking about, you know, someone digging a hole, like a dog that they're looking after. That's um, a big story. Yeah, digging a a hole in in their backyard. But really it is something something a lot deeper. So there's a lot of things that we we complain about or we, we, we find super challenging. But there's always an underlying deeper meaning for it and reason for it and that's where my job is mm. that's where that's where I get to get to be able to explore that and be like and and, and address that and have a little bit, have a lot more self-love and compassion for yourself because mm. that's one thing that I've noticed is throughout all my, my, my coaching experience is that people if people just started to love themselves, a lot more they would be a whole lot better about themselves they would attract the right people in their life that align with their values mm. their sense of identity be, be in tune and in alignment they'll know what they stand for mm. and with that self-love in relate in, in say for instance relationships if you are good in yourself you will no longer seek that love from someone else mm. And that's a big part. Like, oh, oh, yeah, you're going to have to feel your yeah. your self-love, but I need you to feel mine yeah. as well. So that's why I say when two people yeah. come together, the whole rom-com thing is you complete me. I say, fuck that. That's bullshit. Because when two halves come together, it creates a whole. Imagine mm. what two holes, like two whole people, what they can create mm. if they come together. Mm. So that way, because then when you start to do it, it's a transactional relationship. If, yeah. you, if, if it's like, oh, I need you to do that, so I get this. Being mm. a, being with someone this should be so much more than that. Yeah, no, and I think that, um, you know, when I was younger, um, obviously, like, self-love for me, you know, I didn't realise that I was giving it to myself. Like, I didn't mm. know that that's actually what I'm doing or why I'm going about doing something is self-love. Yeah. And I, my understanding, like, I always felt, and this is my own thoughts. I yeah. don't know if other people like it was, I always felt like a little bit selfish. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be putting myself 
this much first and you're worried yeah. about do you get what I'm saying yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to explain the, it in the a way guilt, the guilt for, for putting yourself first yeah, and honouring yourself it's like oh I'm yeah, hang on a minute yeah you know the words that I would use is like you know oh is this what I should be doing mm. should I be only worried about myself or should I and then I think over time that probably I probably we probably erode that yeah. Realizing that no, you're being selfish because at the end of the day, you're number one. Yeah. And I know that if everyone just walked around and felt like that all the time, the world yeah. would be a pretty miserable place and everyone would be a little bit yeah. sure. So I guess there's a give and take. But I think over time I've learned or I've eroded that. Yeah. And yeah, I think that you, you it's not actually we talk about thoughts and we talk about emotions and we talk about that. It's okay to feel that way. Yeah. I don't want anyone. I don't need anyone. It's all about me. Leave me alone. Mm. And I think that um, that's me personally. I don't know if other people have felt that way, but I know now it's like, ah, that was you um, probably a little bit more innocent Mm. and you probably were, um, you know, probably didn't understand what was going on. A bit bit naive. Naive is a word that you would use is that you probably didn't realise that and also, too, you have to do it. As much as it sucks and sometimes you might, you know, people might get the shits with you or mm. vice versa or you just got to learn that too. You got to learn when you... Well, I guess I look at it this way. You got three batteries. Yeah. You got your physical battery. Yeah. You got your emotional battery and you got your spiritual battery. Yep. So some people get their spiritual from whether it be going to church or yeah. some people do tarot reading some people meditations yeah go and sit by a river yeah and listen yeah. to the stream whatever that is that's your spiritual yeah. and and you know and then you've got your emotional battery mm. which is that's probably <laughs> that's can be eliminated very quickly so you got to make sure and then you got the physical yeah. you got to make sure the physical and the spiritual is full because you're if you've drained those two yeah Anything emotional that happens to you will knock you out. 100%. Because you, you're not looking after yourself. 100%. And it's a balance yeah. too. And, and that's my analogy that I've come yeah, up no, with. Yeah, no, no. I, I love it. I love it. And I think it's um, it's such a good way of looking at it because yeah. what like, do you choose to, if you're, and when I talk about self-love, I always um, pose this question is, if you say yes to this, what are you saying no to later? Mm. If you say no to this, what are you saying yes to later? Mm. It makes it a lot easier mm. to be like, and then especially when you're being uh, selfish. Selfish, I think, is put in such a bad connotation, negative connotation, that there's such a taboo. Like, it's just such a, it's just a kind of gives you a yuck kind of feeling. Mm. But it shouldn't. Mm. Because being selfish is being able to, if you're selfish and you're like as far as more self-aware, self-serving, but you're able to be compassionate to others, I think that's beautiful because the best version of you, the one that's filled with love that you give to yourself, the best version of you is able to help people and fulfill other people's life as well mm. and serve others. So, But just the word compassion to others, mm-hmm. as long as it's genuine, I find that some people can give compassion but, or I can give compassion, or I can, um, you know, but it's you just got to make sure it's genuine. Like, don't yeah. just say it for the sake of saying it, because I think that that, um, yeah, just 
that's my thoughts. On yeah. it. That's all. Like that. If you're gonna say like, oh, I like your jacket. Yeah. I actually like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you know, and then I think then when, once you're genuine with that, you start to pick up actually really what you like about someone. Yeah, understand. And what you don't like about them. Yeah, and I think what you're talking on is also too is compassion is is about doing something or accepting someone for all they are at that point in time mm. in that moment mm. and what happens is sometimes we la- we we kind of um pollute compassion with the sense of i'm going to get something out of it making transactional i think that's where it starts to be a little mm. bit a little bit more in the gray mm. as opposed to where compassion should be full of love light nice and bright and um, just ex- it's just really acceptance of every like people around you in that moment. Yeah. We don't always get it right. Yeah, we don't always get it right. But sometimes it's really hard to be compassionate for someone else if you can't be compassionate for yourself first. Meaning self love. Yeah, I think um, timing's everything. Yeah. Too, and yeah. I think the transactional thing. No, humans are transactional. Yeah. We are transactional. There is a natural. Yeah, no, there's a natural state of contract. Of. No, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, there's a natural state of contract as far as, yeah, cool, I do this, you do that. But it's when we start to, when that starts to get into uh, distracting ourselves from being able to accept people mm. and make someone's expe- expectations of someone else yeah. based on your standards mm. for yourself. Mm. Because understanding that they're living their own life. Mm-hmm and we have to accept them for that mm-hmm. maybe that person can't serve the role that you're doing mm-hmm. don't try and make a tractor a Ferrari mm. yep I get what you're saying yeah I get what you're saying there and I think that oh look we boil it like get just down to it yeah like I think I think it is it's dif- it, it's difficult to navigate human life yeah because we're, we've got com- the, we're complex, man. Yeah, because we've got these brains. Yeah. A brain that can... It's smart enough to believe that there's a higher power. Yeah. Name another animal that would... Like a lion, would he sit there and go, hmm, I'm going to pray today. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah, he's yeah. hungry. He's going to eat. Pray it's, means... Pray is just spelt different. I mean, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We didn't... We didn't this was not... It's yeah, pretty but you know, planned. You, know what, you know what I'm saying? I like, do, like, I and do. And yet humans have the, the ability to to choose or the amount of emotions that can be chosen for you yeah. or you choose for yourself. I'm not sure which way it works, but mm. makes us complex animals and it's it's hard. Everyone, but that's what everyone's got to remember. Yeah. Everyone has to remember that we're all humans. Yeah. Like a lion is a lion. Yeah. A giraffe is a giraffe and so on and so forth or, a, you know, you know, uh, Great white shark's a great white shark. Yep. We are what we are. No yep. one's any different. It doesn't matter what you walk a life you do. Um, we're all acting out of emotion. Yep. Um, and I also look at it too, like, okay, you might handle situations this way, but now that you're educated, mm. that's going to alter the way you handle things going forward. And I always sit there and go, hmm, I wonder if it's going to be negative in some areas yeah. too, <laughs> where it used to be positive. So yep. you, you, I just think that that's... Um, part of the human evolution and growth. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Is I think that you never stop learning. No, forever student mindset yeah. is the best mindset for for, well, for a leader. I think it was Socrates. Yep. Said 
the true testament of a wise man is a man who knows nothing. Yep. Never want to be the smartest man in the room. Yeah. Like, you, I just think that's a great saying. Yep. If you think that you're the smartest man in the room, you're not listening. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. If yeah. your mouth's moving, you're not listening. That's right. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> if we could just learn to listen more and shut... And I say, Nixon, just shut the fuck up because you, you, you're missing an opportunity here to listen yeah. to someone. Mm. And I, I find that quite often. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I think you don't need to hear their words either. Yeah. You just feel their energy. Feel their energy. Definitely. 100%. If, and I think, um, yeah, sometimes you don't like the answer. Yeah, yeah. But you have to you you have to accept it. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. And also ask, yeah. And then that that's an opportunity too. It'd be like, well, why don't I like that answer? What am I searching for that person that I can give myself that that person hasn't been able to give me the satisfaction of? Yeah, true. So like it's a little bit deeper. There. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, people wear masks too. I said we all do. So sometimes. You, you just hope that there is no mask. That's where I, uh, analogy that I came up with is where hats, not mask. So that way you're always showing showing your true self. Mm. And if you can get to a point where you can do something, so for work or whatever else you do in, in your day, and if you can, it can be a way, yes, you can do it, but in a way that, that you're able to showcase your values. Mm. and be in aligned with those values mm. you enter being someone that's not wearing a mask anymore mm. yeah well I guess uh, the question the question I would ask people is I'd probably just look at them and say who like who is Nixon yeah you know like what is you you know what I mean and I reckon that you would find it even even though you probably, with your mindset and the coaching you're doing, you probably got a better idea yep. than I do. Yeah. But I'm sure it'd still be hard to say to someone that you don't know. It would still be hard to do. Would you agree with that? It would be a little bit more challenging, but I don't think so. For me, for, for me to say it, Nixon, Nixon is someone who's compassionate to others, doesn't always get it right, but also progress, and he accepts himself for that. Mm. Last he gets a kick out of serving people, and his purpose is to serve others, yeah. but also is also progress in learning how to give himself self love, mm. and that is who Nixon is. Okay, so if you ask me that, I wouldn't be able to answer. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's also because I've done I've done some of the work, yeah. and it's some it's actually a recent exercise that I've been yeah. doing. And what was the exercise? It was just basically... What I just said. Just, just say it. Yeah, say so it there's loud. things of like, what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. uh, what are What is my mission? Mm -hmm. uh, and then what are, what are my values? Mm -hmm. These are my North Star to everything that I have in my life. Mm. So if I was able to... Because sometimes, like not being able to know what they, those things are create self-doubt so it's like having a thing of like if I'm making a choice it's really difficult I'm like oh, okay cool does, how does this align with who I am cool is this part of my mission to for my interactions to, to add value to someone else's life okay and is my purpose to to be in joy and to to serve others and in, in a way that fulfills others is that doing that 
Mm. Next thing you know, you can be like, oh, well, that's a no. Mm. Oh, that's a fuck yeah. 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 Mm, interesting. A lot of people wouldn't know that, though. No, like not, a lot not, of people yeah. wouldn't know um, to... Well, I, I, you know what? I think that... I think everyone knows there's a reason why we do everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a reason, no yeah. matter what it is in life. I believe that. From top to bottom, there is a reason why you do it. I know, for me, that um, doing all this yeah. is about... Um, adding value adding value to my, like myself doing something that I love yep. and enjoy so that's I guess would probably be the purpose but my real purpose is to connect and join a lot of people together for my condition yeah. which is muscular dystrophy yeah. I want to bring everybody together you know with me with, with a physical impairment yeah. Mindset's so important. 100%, man. The, and, and people will tell you, like, that I know, and I'm not tooting my own horn here, yeah. they say, like, you're so positive with this. Yeah. I am, but there's a lot of days there where I'm wearing a mask. Mm. You know, there's a lot of days there where I'm, oh, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, yeah. Can't complain, no one listens. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So there's a lot of those days that people don't see. Yeah. But it is having what I'm doing and bringing everybody together. I literally want to connect like as many people as I can yeah. to essentially find cures Yeah. for my condition. So you have a value, a really strong value there, which is community. Yeah. I want to bring everyone together Yeah. because I feel, and I would say this to anyone, that the more, you know, the more people that, I can make aware mm-hmm. and understand what's going on and the more people I can bring together, the easier it's going to be to find cures. Yeah. That's my underlying goal yeah. and raise money for charity and make it easier for everyone and for the next person. Yeah. Because there is going to be another family out there somewhere that they've just found out that yeah. one of their sons or daughters or a loved one has got, you know, um, you know, something, a physical impairment, a disability, whether it be, you know, um, anything yeah. really. Um, and just if they can see me doing this, mm. like, you know what I mean? Just like it, they, their families and their, their loved ones and themselves, they might get a better understanding mm. of what's going on. And if I don't say that to anybody, if I have no way of getting that out to people, I'm not helping. Mm. I'm self-serving. So you're doing everything that you can in your power to be able to make this change. I have a voice. 100%. I have a voice. Um, I've got the skills where all the confidence and I've got the light where I know I can sit in front of a microphone and talk to someone. Yep. Yep. There is not one part of me that's nervous about doing this. Yep. Or... Um, not confident. Yes, yeah. imposter syndrome because it's new. Yep. We spoke about that and I'm happy to admit that that's just normal when you're yep. trying to achieve something. But you're confident that you can do what you're setting out to do. I'm confident that, yeah, like this is, and again, I spoke about like design and, and, yep. and 
and what I sitting down actually and asking myself what I enjoy, yep. and what I'm good at. Yep. Um, being doing this is one of my strengths. Yep. Like I can actually do this. Yep. Um, even though I might suck at it and it <laughs> might take me a while to get better. Yeah, yeah. But I know that this is a this is a gift. Yeah. You know, everyone always told me, all my teachers, you know, he'd be a good student if he didn't talk as much. Yeah. <laughs> so that were right. Yeah, because you were talking, not listening. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, as I said, like, so the more people that I can bring on this journey and the more people that understand why I'm doing it, I'm not doing it for, you know, um, sure, you know, earn a bit of money, make a lifestyle out of it. Yeah. yeah these are all things for me. That's self-worth and my, filling my cup. Yeah, definitely. But, I already know just by doing this, I've met you, you know, um, you know, you've talked about all this mind space stuff and, and it, and it's, it's great. Yeah. But I wouldn't have had that experience if I didn't try this. 100%, man. Know? 100%. Um, I've probably, probably got a better connection with my cousin Vince because we did the last episode three yeah. together. Yeah. I got a better understanding of him. Yeah. 100%. I wouldn't have had that if I didn't get him sitting down in front of a microphone and, and the list goes on and on. Like I've, I've met people. Like I've got an ambassador. Like that's episode two that just launched. Like yeah. to have someone on you to talk about what they're going through. They've got a, a similar but a different um, impairment. Yeah, yeah. And then listen to what he's achieved. Yeah. And like he started a business, and I'm like, like I, I didn't know a lot of this stuff, but when I knew when I met him, and I started this, I'm going, I need an ambassador. Yeah. It's got to be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just that that bloke that I've met along the journey. Yeah. Where he just stuck out and I yeah, just knew yeah. that he was um and even even um like so I guess what I'm saying is everything happens for a reason. Definitely. And I think that um this has given me that tool to learn to be better. Yeah. Um otherwise, you know, and and if I didn't have my my impairment, yeah. I would never have done a podcast. So what happened to you is now happening for you. Yeah. But that's what I'm sort of getting at. Yeah. yeah. Everything I kind of went, okay, this is the card I've been dealt. Yeah. Okay, what do you do when you're playing poker? You yeah. get a shit deal. <laughs> you bluff, bluff your, your way, way through it. <laughs> you, Ray, you know, you you, you just... Ante exactly, up. Ante up. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I've been given. Yeah. What am I going to do about it? Am I going to sit down and complain about it and oh poor me yeah or am I going to do something about it where everyone will go like yeah and then there would have been a time where say for instance this podcast we've already talked about the fruit that it's been able to provide for you and other people's lives yep. there would have been a point where you could have said no I'm not doing it and yes I am going to do it and it's so it's, it's amazing to think that this crossroads, even though it seemed maybe a little bit small or not as you, um, as profound as it is feeling right now, how that small decision has been able to impact your life in such a beautiful way. Mm. So it's all about choices that we make. Mm. And there could have been a limiting belief that you chose to believe, but you decided to push through. Mm. I mean, I want to congratulate for that because that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, I hope I explained it properly. You, you did, yeah, you did. No, I hope I did. Yeah, you know, you did. But uh, I okay, just, so. Yeah, I guess it just comes back to that. It comes yeah. back to, um, yeah, it, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. 
Um, I truly believe in that. Yeah. I'd believe that even even to the point, like, yeah, so I just think that everything that's happened, it was, it was, I don't know where it came from. Somewhere one day I was sitting there and I just went, you know what? Mm. I've got to do something different. Yeah. I look at, I've been giving this, this, I've been dealt this card. Yeah. What am I going to do different? Mm. What am I, you know, and I guess there was no, this, this isn't like, I wasn't inspired by anybody else or anything yeah. like that. This is like normal, just because I've, I've got an impairment doesn't mean I don't pick up influences from different people. It was yeah. just, just, you know, um, find like as a was a voice that kind of spoke to you in your own like your voice or no there wasn't a voice it was just um I'm not saying you hear voices in your head <laughs> well we all do in some kind of degree sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you actually here or am I yeah. talking to myself <laughs> actually wake up yeah <laughs> and um no and I like you talked about you know this and wanting to come to a cure but I also think that you're doing such an impact right now is is actually creating that community. And anyone that's listening, that's drawn to it, whether they be a carer mm. or someone who's actually going through something, it's like, oh, I'm not alone. Mm. And that's where community is. Mm. Where the weight of the world becomes too unbearable, community mm. is able to put another hand underneath it, mm. another hand underneath it, so we don't have to carry the weight of it yeah. alone. And that's what community is. And that's what you're helping to create, man. So well, well done. Well, I guess let's think about it. Okay. So there's a couple of brands out there that specifically do for like mental health. There's living yeah. all these brands that are out there. Right. So I guess maybe, maybe seeing like, like visual, like it inspires, inspires you, but it could yeah. come from multiple different areas. Like Definitely. it can come from a person um, that might, you might just be observing and going like, yeah. It can be that. I think it can be, yeah, like seeing other brands. Okay, this, there is a thing out there where yeah. you can actually raise money for charity by selling clothing and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So there's those two things. So, yeah, I think you get inspired. I've read a couple of books um, of um, that inspired me. Yeah. And the people in the books that are telling the story got a lot in common with me. Mm. So, which is like um, like for example the person was an accountant yep. that he went and started something else and he used his accounting knowledge and business knowledge to go to banks and yep. raise like he knew how to do all that stuff you know yep. which is oh, oh I can do that too yeah you know so there was that um, but yeah it's multiple things but the main thing is that yeah I'm not going to sit on my ass and just take a doctor's word for it I'm not going to sit on my ass and just take that. Oh no, we don't have a cure for Let cancer. Things just happen to oh, you. Oh, we don't have a yeah. cure for this. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm not that type of person. I yeah. want to be, and it mo it's motivating me. And yeah. as we spoke way back early in the discussion, like, um, um, you know how what we were talking about. I can't remember <laughs> now. But the um, yeah. So I'm not going to. Basically, what I was saying is I'm not going to trust take people's word for it yeah I want to get out there and dig in don't let other people's limiting beliefs yep. be your own yeah like I want to push for change I want to push for um and, and just on all of it um just in like three four months of doing it 
amount yeah. of people I've met, as we discussed, the amount yeah. of knowledge I've got, people like I've got a guy right now I can pick up the phone and he's pretty well connected yeah. in in my disability space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he'll respond to me in a couple of days and say, I'm onto it. Or, you know, yeah. and that's just from, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't do all of this. Yeah. Because he knew that I was doing a podcast. He knew I was doing a clothing line and all that. And he reached out to me. Yeah. Like I reached out to them first. Yeah. And then he didn't have to. Yeah. He's not the guy that has to respond to people's emails. Yeah. But he did. Yeah. And he, we spoke and then we went all, we went through all these. And I'm just like, even in four months, it's been worth it. Mm. Like imagine what I'm going to be able to achieve in 10 years time. That's right. Where are we going to be in 10 years time? Like I know I'm going to start a charity myself. Yep. But that's mid to long term goal. I've got yep. these goals happening now. Yep. But that's going to happen. Yep. Because that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's for some reason like all of us, I, I can't explain where it came from. Yeah. But yeah. somewhere in there, there was this little kid mm. that, you know, um, all of a sudden, all those all those things and other things I was doing, it was like, yeah, it's like, it's, I got a new understanding yeah. of, you know, of things. Yeah. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. But I, everything that I'm doing, there is a perp, like there's a reason why. Yeah, definitely. You know, there is a, a re compelling reason why. Yeah, but it's not just that. Yeah. It's not just because of that. That's probably might've been the trigger. Yeah. But like, as I said, this is, Everything that I feel I am good at, yeah, I'm just I'm expressing that. Yeah, and you believe in too. I believe that. Yeah, you know, and this is I'm not saying that I'm good at it. I'm great at it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that within myself, yeah, these are the gifts I've been given. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've got a shit card, but it's still me and it's still me. Yeah. I don't change. I haven't, that doesn't, I guess that doesn't determine who I am. Mm. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the impairment does not determine who I am. And that's where you're talking about that. I was just thinking about the word disability. Yeah. Cool. You've lost ability at something else, but what you've been able to do is expand on upon a, an ability yeah. that's been able to serve in such a way. So, I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to, like the word disability. Um, I think it it, it sells, uh, it sells you short, because I feel like there's a reability or something else that you have inside you. Yeah, well, I guess it's like um, they say, like when someone loses sight, their hearing is impeccable. Definitely, and you're you're expanding and stretching yeah. in such a beautiful way. But I guess, yeah, and and mindset is everything. Yeah, and I believe that. Um, as I said, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like my mindset was good. Yeah. But it needed to be expanded. Yeah. And it needed to be opened. Um, otherwise, I can't take this to the next level. Yep. 100%. I can't do it. 100%. If I, a lot of the things, like I don't know everything, but like definitely a lot of the things you've said to me today, they, they're new. Yeah. And I, I said it earlier, like I'll say it again, you know, like you hear like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Never ever heard that phrase ever. Yeah. Now I, every, I, yeah. I was watching a show last night. It's the uh, We Are Wrexham. 
Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds, and it's a documentary how they bought the club, Wrexham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first thing that Ryan Reynolds says in the documentary was, I can't believe I'm Canadian buying a football club in Wales. He goes, so, he goes, I'm totally got imposter syndrome. Yeah, and I yeah, went, yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> now you're hearing it everywhere. Everywhere. I'm, everything I watch, and it's just like, it, it's just weird how that happens. Yeah, 100%. Like, we, I use the analogy, you might buy you know what buy a new Tesla or a car next thing you know you're seeing it on the road everywhere oh that's another one you know everything in life I still have don't have my Tesla but it's coming yeah <laughs> were you really getting one no, no like in my future self okay, but okay, I, haven't right. posted, I haven't purchased one yet <laughs> yeah we'll see what else comes out though yeah all the other car manufacturers are making electric cars yeah but... yeah Kia's got some cool cool e-cars e- yeah. e- e- at the moment um, but yeah a hundred percent, but just got to wait twelve months to get them. Yeah, that's the problem. I wanted to buy a new Sportage. Yep, eight months. Real. Yeah. Real. Till I get it. So I was just like, they zip too. Mm-hmm. They zip in a big way. If you get the GT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they're great cars. But um, yeah. So yeah, I guess everything happens for a reason. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So yeah, I'm just doing the, the, the coaching. So I'm a big yep. believer in multiplistic thinking. So rather than not wait for one thing to happen and then do the other, I've got many things going. Yep. So at the, I'm helping others helping others with yep. coaching, but I'm also back in hospitality. Yep. Um, but on a group operations role. Okay. So so where at? Uh, so uh, the the group is called Cinco Hombres. Yep. So they're based in Paris. So they have Checho's and Favela. Okay, so you're part of that group. Uh, yeah, part of that Very group. Good. So my thing of the pain points of uh, hospitality in its is, is broken in in a certain way. Um, so me and the the shareholders, we want to create a, just a different way of doing a better way of doing hospitality. Okay. Um, in the way that and, we can empower and grow people. Okay, so yeah how how are you going to do that and what are the what are the hurdles that you think are there at the moment and how do you overcome those because yeah um yeah so my whole thing of of where i'm starting off because i'm actually just finished my first week with them um but we've already discussed it and it's just identifying who we are what we believe in and big part of that is is offering a hospitality offering in the community expanding that and doing different um hmm. just the, the two venues won't be the only ones and we'll keep on forever expanding but our best way is how to grow people how to grow people get people on board now hurdles that we're facing is trying to recruit trying to find people at this point in time and that's is that because of you know obviously COVID and stuff is there still a bit of a lag getting I, the right staff yeah I do people, but people just don't want to do it there's people that don't want to work there's people that don't yeah. uh, people are trying to find lack of purpose and I understand that you know hospitality is, has been a very transient transactional kind of thing yeah. and that's where I think it's so important for a business to be able to say this is who we are and this is what we stand for and this is how we want to serve the community mm. because without such how, how are you meant to get them to be compelled to work into yeah. a, to a standard that would actually offer that? But you're going, you're you're in an industry, as you just said, it's it's um, transit. Yeah. A lot of people are doing it because they're doing a degree. 100%. It's not really what they want to do. And that's fine. Um, but so is it is it identifying people that are going to have a career in hospitality? Yeah. Is that the first step? Like, because you say it's hard to find people. Okay. 
Yeah. But how do you find people that actually want to make that a career? And is that what you're focusing on first? I think there's, there's, so if you were to look at your, say for instance, your payroll, the people that you have is, yes, there's going to be people that, uh, it's perfect for uni students because they study and stuff and, and they're not there. So as long as they're showing up with high energy and yep. they're, they're there and they have here to have literally have fun because who wants to be served by someone who's quite miserable? Like Doesn't no want to be there. 100%. The food could be amazing. The drinks could be amazing, but the whole experience is wrecked by the vibe that's created. Yep. So that's oh. the minimum requirement of, of anyone that shows up is you yep. have to be, you know, you have to want to be there and you have to want to love people. Like mm. you love people and love mm. enjoying people. Um, but as far as, you know, there has to be pillars in the team that want to want to grow and want to make it a career just for that moment. Not saying it's a life sentence, yeah. but just say, for this point of time, there's something that I can learn from here. Mm. And I think that's what you need. And someone who, you know, in those leadership roles, someone who wants to lead their own life and grow. I think the best leaders are students, like the ones that want to learn and want to grow and have that thing of like, tell me more. They're the best leaders. Yeah. Okay. All the time. Yeah, and do you, I suppose that's the essence of coaching, isn't it? I'm saying. Like you hear a sporting coach or a, is, um, yes, I want them to perform on the field. Yeah. But in order for them to perform on the field or in, in the pool or whatever they're doing, yeah. they need to be, you know, they need to be coached away from that. Yeah. So is that like your mindset? Like, yeah, you're in hospitality. My biggest concern is making you a better person. Understand. So when you turn up to like, that's essentially what coaching is, isn't it? Understand. I mean, that's my understanding. And that's where that. I've been able to bring the two worlds together, hospitality mm -hmm. and my coaching, mm -hmm. is because I'm not going to get the best. There's no point, and I think that's where it's at. Is it used to be, yeah, just push through it, dig deep, grind yourself to a point where you don't recognize yourself and suck it up and keep on doing it. Whereas now, I believe there's a better way. And the better way is to be like, how are you going? What's happening? Mm. Tell me about your week. Mm. What's what's really, oh, that would really like, oh, you're going through that. Yeah. How can I support you mm. in a way? Because I know that the best version of you, if you can do that, is going to be the best version for the company. Yeah. So there's no, there's no, it just doesn't make, it doesn't, it, it's nonsensical to be like just, just suck it up, princess. Mm. Mm. Yes, well, you don't want to diminish someone's feelings. No. Don't call someone a princess. Yeah. Because that's diminishing. I understand. So, but, and also too, you spoke about transactional. Like, you know, the boss might be under pressure. Yeah. So, bringing a, I find bringing a third party in actually might, as we said before, um, not a, a circuit breaker in the sense that they're impartial. Yeah. Like someone that can come in and go, well, like what I'm saying is there's a role for what you're doing. Yeah. I've got a business to run. Yeah. I I, I'm, I know that I, I shouldn't, but my concern is I've just got to keep the business running. Yeah. I can't be someone's at the moment, you know, a mentor. I just need them to do their job and that's it. You're just yeah, a yeah. tool in my business. Yeah. But I think that... Um, where a coach can come in and I know a lot of big businesses do this too is they can bring in a coach and again that coach is impartial mm. he not only coaches the boss but he also coaches his staff and, co and then I think that you can yeah 
you got to make sure that the people that are working for you that they're not just a transactional person. Yeah, they're actually they're they're humans. You want that, in my opinion, you want them to leave working for you. Yeah, a better person. How's that? Oh yeah, I work for them. Yeah, didn't work out, but. Yeah, the, but this is how far I've come. Yeah, and that's where I talk, and then we're like, "Well, you, there's a there's a lot of things," and I've had discussions with people, and they're like, well, "Yeah, but like all this feeling stuff, how are you going to get work done?" I said, "Look, it's not all that. It's not all that. It's having those one-on-one points of, yeah. and a lot of things that I've learned is, oh, that situation could have been really rectified if I had an open, compassionate, and honest conversation with this person, mm. and then we can talk about benchmarks of a role. Yeah. So these are your benchmarks of a role." Sweet. What are you? What are you winning at? Where, where is there room to grow? Identifying those things and be like, okay, cool. How can I help you? Hmm. How can I help you? Because what that question does, it starts to start starts to begin the the whole thing of accountability. Hmm. For them to take the action is like, oh, this is where I need help. Hmm. This is where I need a little bit of a guidance. Is accountability. Hmm. And then next thing you know, the benchmarks are being filled and the wins are on the board. So it's, it's, and that's when, you know, sales are up and as, as a consequence of that, but you're not going to get that until you have those conversations. Mm. And yes, I believe like down the line, I didn't want to see myself coaching leaders, leadership coaching, hospitality and small business. That's where I see myself in the future. Uh, but I think it's, that's only as impactful as a leader who wants to learn and imp- implement those measures. Hmm. But just on like leadership and that, there are different leadership styles. There are. But um, I think my what my advice would be to anyone is that um, everything you do is like I've been explaining to everyone all morning or, you yeah. know, um, everything that you experience is is a useful tool for something else like yeah. you just got to look at everything as like I'm learning something today um, and then I can apply that okay because you talk about the reason why I say that is you talk about like transition transitional um, sorry transit transactional yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no transit oh, employment yeah. oh transient employment yeah 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 you know and a lot of those a lot of people that are at uni it's like yeah well uni's what I'm going to do yeah how's that so but like, but I always said, and I've learned this from people, meant like people that I've worked with, and that, and learning is that uni's sometimes not practical. Yeah, it's 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 just not a practical learning experience. So learning, yeah. you, while you're at uni, what you're doing to pay the bills and all that is you, you got to use that as a learning opportunity. Yeah, because that's the only learning opportunity you got. Like I've worked in accounting firms before, where someone's hot shot, come out of university, you know, walk in, they know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> they know nothing. Yeah, you know, and I think that, um, yeah, my advice, like, because I'm trying to bridge between. Yes, okay, you're going to have people that want to be in hospitality. Uh-huh. They're the ones. They're going to be easier to coach. Yeah, because they're looking what you're teaching them as. Nixon's given me his wisdom of what he's experienced. Mm. I'm going to have to use that five years from now because I'm still going to be here. Yep. But then you're going to get those people that's just going to be like, straight over there. I don't care. This is not what I'm doing. Um, But I guess, yeah, I see that as a little bit of a sticky spot. Bit of difficulty there because, yeah, 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 yeah. 
because I'm not going to be here in two years. I'm going to go to uni and I'm going to get my dream job. Mm. And yeah, life doesn't work that way. What but, I can say is hospitality will always be able to teach you about people. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I'm going with this is yeah, that with your coaching, you're going to have to, and I'll say like just anyone that doesn't see them doing this in 10 years, it doesn't mean you're not learning. Yeah. The people skills you're learning, you're going to be able to take that into your uni career. Definitely. Into the rest of your life. 100%. Um, yeah, because we've, like, I, it sounds like you're, you're like me, you've met people that, you know, high achievers in university, but wouldn't know how to connect with the person and save their life. No. Oh, and I, and I know I know for a fact that I'm, I'm not always great at it. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting better. Yeah, progress. Yeah, you get, you, but you get better by doing it. Yeah. You've got to actively make a choice at some point to yeah. get better at that sort of stuff. But in saying that, um, I... Don't, I don't have an issue meeting people or anything like that. It's just that... Obviously not. No, you know, yeah, yeah. Just getting better yeah. at being better at... But you're never going to be perfect. No, no. And the the path of perfection is a... Is a it's, it, you set yourself up for... That's where the true failure is. Yeah. Is because what is perfect? Perfect is subjective. Yeah. And what you can only hope to achieve is progress Mm. that's the only thing what was the other one I think it was was it Plato or Seneca can't remember which one but something about if all you if all you are if all you are this is not how they said it if all you're after is money yeah you will never be satisfied yeah because you always want more I understand you know that sort of mentality where um, if you if you are and there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist but the, you you got to give yourself a break too. I think there's a point there's extreme of there's no there's no issue of having high standards for yourself. Yeah. Um, but to say that you want something mm. perfect would be to put such an expectation because then you know then you'll be always judging mm. and always judging that. Mm. And going back to your thing about enough is there's a there was a, a story about a Buddhist monk. He was talking, he goes, uh, and there was a whole heap of billionaires, a million of really successful people. And they, he said, I can walk into that room and I can know that I have something that none of them have. Mm. And that's enough. enough. That's enough. And that's the way that you can be the richest person in a room by having enough. Yeah. No, I guess that um, that's true. Yeah. 100%. If you, if you, if you're fulfilled on what you've got, yeah. why would you worry about anyone else? 100%. Yeah. And I think that, um, like doing this podcast, like if I was worried about being perfect, yeah. I never would have started. Yeah. And it's, it's nothing, what was it? There's another one. Like nothing is, um, I can't recall. It's, yeah. which one is it? Um, something about like, um, if you wait for it to be, like if you wait for it, the perfect time yeah. or the perfect opportunity, you yeah. will never start. Yeah, you'll always be waiting. Yeah, you're yeah. always looking for perfection. And that's yeah. kind of like with everything that I do, like the podcast, I know I'm not perfect and mm. I know I'm not great at it yet. I'm not. Mate, you've got a backdrop. You're doing video. You're like, oh, it's, fuck it's, it till you make it. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. You know? But I'm getting guests on and that and this is all yeah. part of the learning experience. Like if I waited until 
all right, I've got to wait to the perfect time so I can get Nixon on to talk about this. I need to be more knowledgeable about all this. No. Mm. Or, or, you know, I need to get the better microphones, better camera, better, you know, just do it. Yeah. And build it as you go. Like, yeah. I've only got one camera at the moment, so it's just like, but others have got three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't even have video. No. On my podcast, you know. Yeah. And And it's, you know, it's, yeah, you enter the, comparison yeah. the world of comparison yeah. and it's not it's not healthy for anyone but again i guess what i said earlier is the fact that i'm using a camera and i've learned how to do that that's mm -hmm. helping me in other areas in my business yeah cool so um you know even doing this like i've done public speaking yeah which i've yes and no being in a room full of people doesn't intimidate me but if i have to talk and be the center of attention yeah that's different. Yeah. I really struggle with that. But I've done these public speaking. So the public speaking has helped me do this. And then this yeah. has made me a better public speaker. Yeah. So now I'm, and that's, that's what I mean by like everything you do. If you wait to, for the perfect moment and to be perfect at it. Yeah. You, you're never going to start. No. You'll never start. 100%. You know, you'll 100%. never, um, but yeah. So everything, everything we do here, everything I and that just comes back to, we talked about like, why am I doing this? And like yeah. being that kid again, and everything's new and exciting. And I don't want to lose that feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it does come and go. As I said before, you know, you've got things that you're not good at or you're not yep. sure what to do. And then those doubts and fears and all that come in, imposter syndrome, you know? Definitely. But um, yeah. But um, just lastly, what yeah. I want to talk to you about is just back on the mothers and, and exactly um, what, are, what are some of the things that, because um, they might be listening yeah. that, and they might be able to relate. So what are the, some of the biggest fears for a mother um, not feeling like she's going to be able to do it? The biggest thing that I find and the mother's guilt. Guilty why? To give themselves self-love. I see what you mean. So yeah. what happens is you are, first nine months, you're in servitude to this entity that requires your you to look after your body in order for that to happen. Mm. And then what happens is you have a baby and this person's so, this person's so relied on you and where you forget about yourself. Mm. And you get so soon nine months. You're worrying about your baby, doing everything you can, everything serving that you do, serving that 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 entity, this thing that you love. Then you know the, a baby's not really, honestly, self-sufficient to an extent. The first is twelve months is when they start to get a little bit more self-sufficient, but even still, they require your attention, and they require you so much care. So you get used to, and you get what I found is you get so detached from yourself in giving yourself self-love that to actually take that step to really serve you and give yourself that love that you need you feel guilty for mm. because you feel like oh no this is going to take away from my yeah. ability to give someone attention forgetting that the fact of in order to fill someone, else, someone else's cup I have to have something in mind mm. So I, that's the that's the biggest thing that I've mm. found. And with with those, like when you say they're not giving themselves love, like 
are you talking like because my from my mindset yeah and hopefully you can expand it a little bit um i think when a, we look at women as that's their job mm. you know like oh the baby's like oh she should be happy doing that mm. do you know what i mean that's my that's yeah. my understanding is like oh well she wanted it like yeah and that's i understand that that's not I'm just talking generally. Here. Like, no, no, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, not trying yeah. to offend anyone. No, 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 no. Like, I think everyone goes, oh, well, she's Just a, a generalized um, yeah. social construct of yep. what a mother is. And when you say that they forget to love themselves, mm. um, again, it's the same thing where it's like, but that baby needs her more. Like she's, you know what I mean? She's had her, she's had a baby now that's more important than her. Mm. And that's people's conception. Mm. so if that's everybody's conception that's been come from somewhere yeah it's been passed down from you know but there is an element there where it's like yeah but you know you do have to put that baby first yeah yeah, I understand you do so let's talk about filling that cup and are you talking big things are you talking small things on a I'm talking about on a a macro level I'm talking about a micro level sorry yeah I'm talking or is it macro big things uh, big and small. So there's a thing of, um, first thing is people talk about, oh, pregnancy is such a wonderful experience. And to say that I, it, it, it's a big thing for women to honestly say, nah, fuck pregnancy was shit. And I had an episode with, on my podcast with my partner and she spoke honestly and the amount of love that she got from people, yeah. from other mothers. Like saying, what? what was she saying? Like, she, was, she, was, she was saying that... I mothers ha- out there, they might not know this. No, she was like, I hated pregnancy. Yeah, okay. It was shit. <laughs> like, I hated it. The hormones, the, the bloating and everything like that. I did not have a lovely experience. Mm. But what gets put out there is, and it could be, there's some them some that, bullshit. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, but like oh, I, pregnancy was the best thing that ever happened. And I'm to like, you. okay, yeah, but the, the the more compassionate thing to do is say, yeah, I love pregnancy because yeah. this was it, but I struggled so much. Yeah, like it was hard. Yeah. But people don't do that because they don't want to be vulnerable in that way because there's a social construct that you have to be strong and be so forever grateful because this is a situation that you put yourself in. Yeah, well, I also could be the one that's like, oh, but some people can't have kids. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, that's, that's a big one too. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't feel that way because other people they should just think that it's, it, you, you know... I, I've said that before. I think I even said it in my first podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. like, and it, it is true on a on a certain level. Yeah, but that diminishes someone how someone's feeling. Yeah, if you say that, but that's what I mean. Like, okay, well, let's go there. Let, let's just say that I, the way I said it, I wasn't intending to say. I know. You know that it's a bad, but on the other side too, like, but being that shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't diminish how you feel about being pregnant either. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Like I think it's a. If my no, said that. Yeah. What your wife said. Pregnancy was shit. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you know, I suppose it it it's the same thing about like men's health. Yeah. They know that other women are going to judge them. Yeah. If they say that. Yeah. I understand. But it's it's not really there, as you said. Your wife said it, and she got people saying. <laughs> Amen, sister. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. Like, because it was her struggle. She yeah. was commenting on her experience, right? So I had it. She goes, "There was the whole thing of 
not being able to say it and that she she found and and just said no this is my experience and it wasn't like speaking your truth from your yeah. own experiences is the best gift that yeah. you can give to someone yeah you know yeah because it validates their own, own feelings well i don't know if people know this but like we can't get pregnant no so this is something that you know it is a, this is you know they talk about um men's health this is women's health yeah this is stuff that and maybe they do share it more than we do i don't know but is that really the secret is that really the difference between men and women is that why the suicide rates higher for men because we don't share these things and they definitely. do definitely i, I believe so with my understanding in this you world you actually believe that i believe that we're that the the whole thing of putting ourselves on this alone island mm. of not being able to share our, mm. how we're actually feeling not even so not even know or being able to articulate what our emotions are mm. is why we isolate ourselves to a point where i'm alone my life is not worth with and yeah. then it gets to the point of suicide yeah that's what i believe to be true yeah okay because i'm thinking like you know and i think and it all comes back to like women say they put on these the fronts as same as men do like um you know saying that our oh, pregnancies as you said the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me and, yeah, yeah but you know if they really just spoke honestly and said look you know um the totality of everything like speak about it like no it's shit yeah like it's tough, been tough for me i got i got sore back or you know like just a little I, I, again i'm never going to be pregnant no so no but we, we can know. We bear witness but anyway just digress back to yeah. like what i was saying the difference between so you think that um you know that's why men are way more on the other side of the um the scale where the spectrum spectrum <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 the spectrum of like we just whereas women not so much they don't need they don't go to that point they get to this point and then the emote like because they're more emotional they might crack a little bit earlier the the fact that women can uh, are more emotional in a sense of they can express their emotions mm -hmm. is healthy mm. well men can't are they unable to give themselves permission to do so yeah well you know i wish there was a point where you're because it we could talk about it all day, yep. but it is, unfortunately, I said it throughout the, the podcast, is that a lot of men don't show vulnerability because at the end of the day, our role is to attract the opposite sex. Uh -huh. That's a big part of it. Yeah. All right? It's why, you know, at the end of the day, I wish there was a point where every man could say, okay, it's now reached that point. Yeah. I can't go past this point. We need to have a spectrum where that is how we get to that there's a lot smarter people than me um, yeah. but people getting to the point where you end your life mm. that's that shit's gotta stop it's gotta stop yeah. and um, but yeah just back to the the so it's women you know um, I guess so they essentially think that they're so you're saying sorry what you said was yeah that they're not loving themselves yeah they're not filling their cup they're not it's and we spoke about like it because it's about that's the society's norms that 
you're a mother now. That's yeah, your and, this, and I just want to kind of put a, a disclaimer in there. That's not the totality of everyone's experience. Yes. But as far as the mother's point of view, there yeah. is a, there, there's a resonating... Well, uh, I asked you what was the main yeah. issue that you see. Yeah, I know that that's not... There's other issues as I well, which we could touch on another podcast. Yeah, yeah. So... We, we, I think we were at micro macro. So what, yeah. do you, what, what, do, what are we doing here? What have women got to do to stand up and say, hey, I need to do something for myself. This baby is just, I love it to death. <laughs> yeah. Let me be, you know, I, I love, love her a lot. Baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 love her a lot. Love him, her. But I guess that there's that, I think that that's normal. I still think in my heart that that's a normal role for a woman is to always feel like they, because it's, nat- it's nature. Yeah. To protect your young. Definitely. But, you know, again, like, I think there just needs to be a point in everything where, like, you do say, look, I just need a break. Yeah. yeah and you're talking about, like, simple things like just go and get your hair done. You know, I understand. Watch a movie. And you know what? Have your husband stand by for the, just give me two hours to just sit down, relax. And that's the language of self-love, being able to give yep. yourself space to be you. Yep. As well as, you know what the most impactful thing is? To have a conversation. Yeah. Whether it be way with anyone that you can be vulnerable with and you feel safe is the finest safe spot where you can have a conversation. Yeah. Whether it be a friend that's unbiased, you know, that can kind of honestly say, what do you need from me right now? Do you need to vent? Do you need me to? Do you need me to give you advice? Or what do you need? Or it could be a coach, psychologist. It could be, could be your dentist. Yeah. So it's like, if if you feel comfortable, but to be able to have that conversation and say what you mean and it be validated with understanding, compassion. It's a winner. Mm. Well, I think, yeah, I think just with the. Yeah, I think you've made a lot of sense there. I think that, and and as I said, I go back to that book, um, that book that I was um, reading, and uh, that mother when she stood up and said, "Blah blah blah blah," this is what I've been feeling, mm-hmm. and to see four or five other women was going, "I'm going through it too." Yep. Instantly, she was like, "Oh." So it's the. I think to wrap it up today, I think it's we've just got a human. We're, we're an animal. Yeah. And I always, I, I just think that down to our core, we're an animal. Yeah. And everyone, we're all the same species. Does that make sense? I made yeah. the analogy about a lion. Yeah. Is a lion. That, yeah. You know, great white shark, crocodile, whatever. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. And I use those animals because they're so apex predator. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. They're eating machines. Yeah. Hunting machines. Like, whereas humans are our. You know, yes, we are the dominant species, but that's because of our mind. Yeah. And if we can't learn to control it mm. better, it'll control us. And I think that control that you that people are looking for is in a nutshell awareness to acceptance. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're all an animal. Yeah. That as I said right at the beginning, we are just we are designed to think negatively because mm. it protects us against the elements. Yeah. Texas against bears. Yeah. <laughs> like I said that at the beginning. Yeah, I understand. But it's, an, it's, it's, and, and I think we didn't touch on it in the thing, but remember when we had lunch yeah. the other day, you spoke about generational trauma. Trauma. Like, yeah. I don't know if trauma is the right word, but I think that it's, it's just, it, it's that natural, you gotta, 
it's it's natural defense when i say trauma it's a resounding a resounding pain that causes you to be away from who you actually are okay but is that generational stuff trauma do you think it is I think it's passed down. There's actually further science proven yep. as well, even to the point where there's certain mental ailments and things that pass down through the mother in their in their eggs. Okay. There's science there. We can go in. We can. That's another no, podcast. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that. Um, yeah. So, 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 so for instance. Someone's grand great grandfather was an abusive husband, yep. and that they saw, and then their son saw that, modeled that. Their son saw that, modeled that to a certain degree. Their son. That's what I'm talking about: generational trauma, how it gets passed down. Mm. Whether it be maybe the great, uh, the great granddad was um, uh, really vicious, and then kind of, and then by the time that you know you're in that point, you're like. It's not as bad. It's not like you're not hitting anyone, but there's still that the whole construct of oh, that's what a woman should do. Mm. That's generational trauma. Mm. But I think that if you have a look at families, especially Italian families, because that's my mm. background. Like, yeah, the amount of I we're all in different ways, but we're a hybrid of someone else. You never exactly like you. Yeah, you might hear that like oh, you like this person, or you're yeah, like yeah, 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 part of me is yeah, I'm saying, but. You know, um, but yeah, I just wanted to ask you because I, the, the reason why, because uh, I was thinking trauma, like to me, trauma is like a soldier, post-traumatic yeah. stress disorders, things like that. Like to me, that's trauma. Mm-hmm. Like they've seen people get killed. Yeah. Blown up. Yeah. That's to me like, so the definition of trauma, I just tried to get whether you think that because I think that's a very strong word. Yep. I know what it might say in the science and all that, but it's yep. just a word. Yeah, like, it's the meaning that you give it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like to me, I don't think it's trauma. I think it's 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 just genetics. It's just passed down from one human to another. So trauma, but yeah. I'm not saying some some of it's not traumatic. I'm just yeah. saying I don't. Is all of it trauma, or is it just defense? Mechanisms. What I, what I, well, the reason why I use trauma to this day is the fact that trauma is something that you can treat, improve, and progress and heal. Okay. If it's just passed down to you and is what it is, what the fuck are you meant to do with that? Okay. That's the only reason why. No, no, I'm just asking the yeah, question because yeah, no, no. I had that thought myself. Yeah, I'm like saying what trauma, like trauma. That's a very that. It's like I hate this person. Yeah. Like you know, and, powerful words, man. Yeah, powerful no, words. Like, you know, it's. In, that's a very strong word. Yeah. See, I choose to. I, I what I do is I like to use words in which I can take action upon. Yeah. So what you're learning is what you own. So if it's if it's something like trauma or pain, it's something that I can I can heal. You can, yeah, you can. Yeah. Band-aid, bandage. Yeah. So to understand someone. my language might yeah. not be something like it could be just pain for you. Yeah. You know, generational pain. Yeah. Something that we can treat. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it just kind of separates us from being able to be in effect. Yeah. Or being caused, so yep. it's something that we can actually. So you're treat. saying trauma, pain. Yeah. You can heal. You can yep. treat. Hating someone, mm. like, yeah, what, what? You know, that's that's very strong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Or hating, I hate that person. Or do you just hate that one part of that thing? Or do you just dislike that one part of that person? Or 
they piss me off, get over it. Like yeah, they're not yeah. like that all the time. Yeah, hundred percent. But I hate that person. That's like saying everything that that person they're is. Doomed. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no, there's no redeeming quality. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like when you watch a movie. Yeah. You know, every villain, except for the psychopath ones, but yeah. every villain has a redeeming quality. Yeah. If that human doesn't have a redeeming quality, then they're they're not a villain. They're they're probably in a slasher film and they're just <laughs> hitting, stabbing people yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah, like but he, yeah, but every character, like whether it be Tony Soprano, yeah, he's an animal, really. Yeah, I understand. But there's that redeeming quality, you know, the fact that he's got, you know, he wants to go to a therapist and yeah. he's the head of the mafia and he's. Things like that. He had a redeeming quality. Have you seen the latest one? The, the I have, yeah. Saints of New Did you York? like that? I didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind it for the sake of, oh, provided a, a, a backstory or intro story, origin story yeah. of, of Tony and all yeah. that kind of thing. But I think, yeah, I, I enjoyed it because I was such a big fan yeah. of, of the movies. But yeah. um, I think the contrast between the show and the movie was the fact that Ray Liotta I won't give too much away, yeah. but he's kind of like the therapist, but yeah, do, do you remember when he yeah. came, which is because it's Christopher's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Chris was the character in The Sopranos, his father. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, goes and sees this guy that's basically, he's a coach. Yeah. He's he's he's, he's impartial to the, to the life of crime and the mafia. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting all this advice from someone that he can go to. And it's kind of, that was the contrast I saw with Tony. Like yeah, when he yeah, was seeing a, a therapist. Yeah. Um, so that I liked that part. Yeah. But I thought, I don't know. Did <laughs> something miss them for you? I love the series so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it so much. That, so that's where the purists come yeah, from. It's like, 100%. yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I get you. really, if you think about, not to turn this into a Sopranos <laughs> fest, but yeah, yeah. it changed the world. Yeah. Because there was no shows like that that were dra- like so... Dramatised. Well, like a movie, like Goodfellas and that, but in a seven, eight-year span of telling this story about all these different characters and, and all the emotions. Like, yeah, 100%. Everything. And it was just... Some of the scenes, like when their mate, like, I know it's probably not, but he's like, he's like, got cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And the last four minutes of the show is all these fat Italian guys coming in to visit their mate and yeah. he falls asleep and yeah. they start eating his chocolates. Yeah. Like that's one of the scenes because it was it's just a show about nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the last four minutes of the show, there's these guys going, hmm, try this one. And they're just eating all this chocolate. And that's what I loved about the show. It was just, it, it was just such a, but it was just, some of the scenes were about nothing. Yeah, I understand. It just understand. showed that these people were human. Yeah. And, and I think this, that's this is, as opposed to the shit them up, you know, yeah, the whole thing which of did happen. 100%. But, but it wasn't the holistic, I guess the human experience of the yeah. mafia, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. saw the brotherhood and you saw all that, like why a lot of these guys were in that life and yeah. stuff like that, um, which I don't condone, but it's, it, yeah, yeah. that's what made the show so great. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And um, lost track of so you've got to talk about surprise. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's, uh, it's a great show. But yeah, oh, it changed the world. Yeah. Because Netflix. Yeah. Everything's a series now. And yeah. it was because of The Sopranos because it broke so many boundaries. I think the next one was Deadwood. Deadwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which I didn't like. Yeah. But because they said the C word and the F word. and Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was raw. That, it was raw. And yeah. People hadn't seen that before because it was on like a HBO, which was yeah. pushing. And now everything's a series. Yeah. I'm people saying. like, oh, I hate movies. 
Yeah. It doesn't go in depth enough. Yeah. The characters and stuff. And so, yeah, that show was brilliant. Yeah, I'm whole. a big fan of TV series. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. What one was I watching? But nothing's hit me like The Sopranos did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Even to this day. <laughs> I don't think anything will ever. Um, yeah, it was such a great show. Yeah. But, um, I might really watch it, actually. Stuff from the beginning. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, and James Gandolfini. Yeah. Like, such a wonderful actor. Yeah. You know, um, it's just everything about yeah. him. Just, he just <laughs> played it so well. Um, so hey, look if 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 Sopranos or where it was a HBO yeah yeah if they want to sponsor this podcast for yeah. free you know it's all good um, <laughs> some other company wants to sponsor us <laughs> um yeah so I guess um where, 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 where were we talking about we're talking about you know the the whole thing of the the most common thing about mothers and yeah and how um what I've found. You know that self-love thing. Hmm. I think it comes down to everyone's experience, but the, the the specifics as far as what people can do. You know, treat yourself like go and social like the isolation that mothers have because they're like you can't. There's limits to what you can go and what you can do with a baby. It's not like you can go out to the go out to a restaurant um, and be present with someone and and have a drink because you're worrying about other things. Hmm. Go out, be social. It's um, you, because that's that's one thing that I've noticed. Permission to be out in public because your body changes too, and your body changes, and you start to when you're by yourself. And I've I've seen this happen with with clients as well. Is you know you you're just not comfortable in your own skin. And uh, that's 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 just the physical toll of pregnancy but there is so anyone any mothers listening there is so much more to you now Mm. than all that Mm. you know you have a sense of purpose that you brought someone into this this world Mm. who loves you unconditionally Mm -hmm. and that's a strength that you created yeah you you continue to be a model for Mm. that person to be a great human yeah so be that Mm. be that be social have fun Be, be love and also bring it, and I find children, I look at them and they're like unfiltered and they look at things in a different yep. way and find it so amazing. Yeah. And I think, how amazing would it be to be in that, yep. like that state of mind? Well, the world, the world's changed too. Yeah. Like you, there's a generational line there where like there was still that, okay, the man goes to work, the mum stays at home. And in some situations, like when I had the discussion with Vince, yeah. On the last podcast, that unfortunately for them, they were in that position. Yeah. Where they had to go that traditional, more traditional route of, of, of you know, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was forced on them too. Yeah. But these days, like a lot of the young women I meet, like, not only do they want to be mothers and get married. Yeah. But that's not high, that's not as high on their priority list as other things like career. Yeah, there's big shift there now where I see. Late, they're, they're waiting now. Yeah, there's no more. There's very rarely do you see that 21, 22 year old get married, have kids. Like there is a, and it's only there's probably there's a bit of a. At the moment, there's still that little bit of a. <clears throat> pardon me, just lost my voice. <laughs> um, that that line where that's shifted yeah and it's definitely. shifting 
more this way now. Where, and so not only are they now they're like, okay, I want a career. Yeah. I want to raise a family. I yeah. want this. I want that. So the pressures of they're just highlighted more now. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the world, I think the world, to be honest with you, is better for it. Yep, definitely. I think it's better better for everything. Like, but you know, um in terms of you know, women having careers and having something other than that traditional this is what you have to be. I think that's great because I've got nieces. Yep. I don't, you know, and I suppose that changes people too. Yeah, definitely. Because when you see um, people that you unconditionally care for and you're like, well, I don't want them. You don't want that for them? No. Yeah. I, I don't want that for any of them. I want them to... Don't want them to be pigeonholed into a certain expectation. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that this mother, this... I think it, I think that the motherhood side of it is wonderful. Yeah, and it's and yes, unfortunately to say that when you are a mother, like that baby is relying on you, and yeah, that definitely. is a real, but that is a real emotion. Yeah, to someone to feel, oh, can I do this? I think that's normal. Yep, I don't think that it's abnormal, and if if you know filling their cup can be something as small as just someone taking over for an hour, yeah. taking out your hair done, or and it doesn't have to be beauty related, but I. Yeah. Watch a movie, cook something like yeah. oh, for yourself, and just yeah. sit down, cup of tea. Is that that's kind of you know? It, and then you said be sociable. Yeah, yeah. Don't isolate yourself. So yeah, so women have to take that, you know, because I don't think your your male friends are going to call you, and you know, it's got to be another woman that's mother. So yeah, that you can and and just get amongst each other and yeah, and talk about it. Yeah. Say no. How's it going? Oh, it's been the most amazing thing. No, it's been shit. Yeah. And if I don't have this tequila shot right now, you know, yeah, or have this uh, cocktail, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, and I think it's about choosing your tribe. Yeah. So yeah, you can go out and be social, but make sure that tribe is like is complementing in who you are as well. Because yeah, people can go for the sake of attachment, and some of those, I've heard some of those groups can be pretty catty. Oh yeah, you know. So, so that the mothers' crew, some of the yeah. mothers' crews can be a little bit catty. Oh really? Um, but just choose who you're gonna connect with. Yeah, that's all. Like, mm. you honor yourself by the people that you hang out with. Hmm. Well, yeah. Sure, we solved all women's problems. Look, let's uh, just be there for women, yeah. so they can be empowered to solve their yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the world, the world's changing in terms of, um, you know women want other things too yeah you know and and in the old days it was like um if you're not married by 25 you you know you know you don't you just don't have it yeah you're not a woman you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just you know give up yeah metrics of it metrics yeah. of a human there's so much more than that's yeah. being pushed upon yeah and nothing too like there's women out there now that earn more money than their husbands I understand there was a time when my yeah. partner was yeah. when I stepped out of hospitality for a few months and she was a breadwinner and I was like doing yeah. the sales repping yeah. and I was like I didn't think it would affect me as yeah. much as I did well you don't want a guy that's laying on the lounge all day sleeping but yeah, yeah, like, yeah do you know, that can happen there was a stage where you yeah. know she was earning a, like a, a lot more like a few yeah. you know a few hundred bucks more more a week than me mm. you know and I in that point of time I was like there was a part of me of the like oh this feels uncomfortable 
that's interesting. That's cool. <laughs> but you know, now now we're like we're both working full time and we're mm. just both contributing mm. in that way. But I, that, but it's interesting you say that. Like we could talk for hours about yeah. this, but that that's a like imagine that real that's a real thing these days. Yeah, where someone actually might earn more money than you. Yeah, and it's good on the other way too like because i guess women must always have had that fear like you know um in terms of like financial control and stuff like that that was that's a real dependency thing. dependency that's good yeah. yeah you know and then that's and and it's hard like because um that's a new thing yeah and men just gonna have to get used to it definitely um and yeah and embrace and support it I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine, like back in the day, a woman <laughs> earning more money than their husband. That just would have been like, look, the whole rare. rare. It would have been rare. There's a whole thing of like stay-at-home dads and stuff, and which is a real thing too. Which is a real thing, yeah. but it's also still has this stigma attached to it. Of course, it does. And I was watching this one movie. I think it got, recently got released with Kevin Hart and at this table, and at the the um at her partner's like work function and they he was introduced and the boss was introduced to him as oh that's the housewife and I'm like oh wait what's the name for it now yeah. like what's the name for it yeah you know <laughs> the house husband we need to come up with a better name but i'm just saying like it's just but there's nothing wrong i guess there's nothing there's no right or wrong in that situation anymore but i guess what i'm saying is i also don't think there's anything wrong with a man who 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 wants I don't think that's negative that you want to achieve no. more. No. You know, if, if that's a thing that's bothering you, like, I don't think, like, you know, um, I think there's men out there that, you know, might struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with also, like, saying, well, I can own it. Why don't I? Yeah. But not at the risk of the relationship. No. Like, you know, what's the point in working more hours and all that if you're going to damage, if just to get one over on your missus? 100%. Yeah, don't, don't, well, don't wait until yeah. you're 65 to start living your life. Yeah, no, I guess so. But yeah. I think that, oh, look, oh, there's no right or wrong answer. No. But that, this, what we're doing is we're just saying what we're thinking, yeah. sharing our stories, our experience, and what we're, what our world or mm. map of the world is. Hey. If I can meet a woman that earns more money than me, <laughs> put me in a direction. Yeah, I understand. I'll keep my eye out, yeah, man. I've got, you know, I'll, I'll see what happens. So yeah, you know. He comes through. <laughs> I'll just, you know, I'll just go hang out. You know, it could be a point, you know, like if the the mums, they go out to the school, it might be like three dads, two mums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. You know, going I out to these things now because it's like, but I just seeing that like that would, that just would be like funny I reckon I don't know that would be the most I, I look at it and I'm like that would be the most beautiful yeah. and, 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 and humorous thing yeah. to be like I mean, look that, how far we've changed and look at the old mentality and how confronting that would be but yeah like I could just imagine like you know, like a get together and like a mother's group is now no but the other dynamic yeah so like the woman would be talking to the man oh, how's work oh a bit of bitch this way yeah <laughs> and, then, and then her husband will be over there going like you know, talking, talking <laughs> about the price of nappies. Yeah, it's, it's the other mother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I can just see that happening. But yeah. oh, it's, it yeah, the inner macho man in me is like, gun that will never happen. Yeah, but you know, it's happening. Yeah, it's that's happening. just funny. You know, it's happening. But that can happen, and the world's changing. And I think it's good that um, I think the main thing is people just need to, or to sum it all up, is just like 
you got to talk about things. Mm. Don't isolate yourself, especially men. Yeah. Pick up so the phone. Like anyone, really. Yeah, anyone. Like anyone. Mothers. Well, we just touched on that. It's going to, yeah. like, you can see that, like, the women now have got that extra pressure. They want a career as well. And it's just a different pressure. Yeah. And the human experience is shared. Yeah. We're all going through it. And in some particular way, there's also, there's pain that we, limiting beliefs yep. to some extent that's shared. Just the circumstance yep. is different. But I think if you're a woman today. Yeah. And you, you are walking around with the mentality that um, you don't need to get a career. Like, that's changing too. In and, such, and, a, and, such a... Yeah. And I think that women that are not looking that way, they're going to find themselves in a tough situation. Women are asserting themselves in such ma- ma- masculine and, like, yeah. just masculine industries. Uh, I think it was last year. But men too. Yeah, 100%. Not the other way. Yeah. But in the last year, you know, the top brewer in Australia was um, a woman uh, who brews for filter to be a brewer, Mm. you know, in that to break that. I'm like, that's super proud moment for Australia. Mm. And I love that the fact that, you know, there are women who are standing up and and not thinking small, dreaming small Mm. based on someone else's expectation to make them feel safe. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. I understand, mate. We could, I understand. And then we could go on forever, but um, yeah, it'd be a very long podcast. But, you know, (laughs) just on the, yeah, I think the hardest thing is when you say something like you're trying to be sensitive at the same time, but sometimes you just got to say what's there. Yeah. um, All right. Well, too easy. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming. Appreciate you. Thank you.